Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. My name is Jim Davis. I'm your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 26th of April, 2020. Tonight's speaker is Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. You there, brother? Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm here. A little tired, but I'm here. <laughs> we uh, we laid in uh, uh, three fields and uh, tilled them up uh, in a day and a half. And uh, boy, I tell you what, I'm. I was. It was flashing in front of my eyes that men used to do this with a horse and a plow. And uh, I had a machine. I had a heavy duty, you know, nine horsepower, you know, machine, but. Uh, I'm gonna tell you that thing beat the tar out of me in two days. I can, I can barely move, but uh, hanging in there. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, yeah, man. I I just um, before the call started, you know, whatever, what's on everybody's mind is you know what's being pumped out over the uh, the media 24/7. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to just say to folks, you know that um just don't fear don't don't fear the scriptures fear not you read it over and over and over in the scriptures and you know there's a verse in deuteronomy um actually it's in revelation chapter 15 if you'll start at revelation chapter 15 and read verses one through three it says those who overcome sing the song of moses and the song of the lamb well, you can find the song of the Lamb starting at verse 3, forward 5 in Revelation chapter 15. But the song of Moses is at Deuteronomy chapter 32. It's all of chapter 32. And uh, and there's a verse in there that says, um, yeah, I think it's at 32 chapter, uh, the chapter 32, verse 25. It says, the sword without and terror within. And <clears throat> the sword is the sword of the Lord. And in, they said the sword without is is a statement of they don't know that the inner meanings of Scripture. They're going in their they're going through the motions of um of the uh the traditions and the customs uh, for, for whatever set that they're born into. But they don't know the real meaning of it when it comes to, you know, daily life. And uh, so they don't have the sword. And so without, you know, the understanding of Yate Vave, uh, there's real terror. Um, you can be influenced by every wave and every wind, every wave and wind of doctrine, you know, uh, mm-hmm. can influence us. And And today you have sorcerers which are broadcasting witchcraft upon us, and we don't, they call it the craft. And what it's doing to the mass is it's putting them in a constant state of fear. Yes. And if you think about that fear for a minute, when you, when you go to a state of fear, 
your your lower uh, limbic brain uh, takes over, and that's the brain of fight or flight, you know, fear response. And I had a friend of mine one time say something that I thought was just ingenious, and the more I think about it, the more I believe he's true. He says the difference between prey and predator is fear. And when we think about it, sir? No, no, no. I, I was just agreeing. I apologize. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. When we think about the, uh, you know, fear from a completely debilitating standpoint, it brings in a state of uh, helplessness, and then that leads into hopelessness. Because when you're in fear, you're not creating. You're not um, moving forward, um, doing the thing that you're good at doing. And, you know, what I mean by that is, the world always needs saving. You know, people say, "Well, what are you what are you trying to do?" So, well, I'm trying to be do my part in the world to make it better. Well, the way you do your part in the world to make it better is find the one thing that you're super good at. And you do that. Do that to the best of your God-given abilities. And if the world, if everybody would focus on themselves instead of, you know, pretending to focus on other people, uh, because if you think about it, I say pretending, I must say it in jest. Because, I mean, people, they'll tell you, well, I love somebody more than I love myself. Impossible. You can't love anybody more than you love yourself. The mirror is reflects back to you what you project. It's absolutely impossible. I mean, you can think you you can, but you can't. It's 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 false. So, you know, we have to do the work within. If, I mean, if somebody you know jumps out in, into a six foot swell, you know, off a boat, you can't just jump in after them thinking you're going to save them. I mean, you better better think twice. You better throw them a life raft. Because they're going to kill you trying to save them. And my point of that is don't get caught up in all this fear. Stop and think about things. Stop and say, why? Ask the question, why? You know, and I, I just, there's, when you when you begin to remember your five friends, or maybe even six, you know, those questions, and you start to, you know, ask questions. Like the other day, I was on, on taking a walk, walking the dog, and I and I came up on this lady. And it turns out I didn't know her at the time. But it turns out she's a doctor. And the first thing she wanted to talk to me about was this uh, was this virus thing and and masks. And I said, oh well, I said I I don't um, I don't generally adhere to Western uh, philosophy in terms of medicine. So allopathic medicine has gotten a toehold in America based on their strong lobby. And so, therefore, that tells me that money men have gotten in the middle uh, through their influence. They've, they've gotten a toehold in the consciousness of, of Americans as if this is the only practical alternative when all they're left, all they really have is models. And she says, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well... You know, I I megadose on vitamins, you know, on a regular basis, and I, you know, my energy's up. I feel good. I don't I don't get sick. Uh, very rarely. I mean, I do get sick from time to time, but it's very rare. And when I do, it doesn't stay around very long. And so, 
She says, oh, well, vitamins, you just pee them right out of your body. That's really just a waste of your time. And I said, well, now let's think about that for a second. Now, why would there be an RDA of vitamin C? If 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 I take vitamin C, I'm just going to pee it out of my body. It's a waste of time. Well, I mean, what are you telling me? That the government is there in, in cahoots with the big farmer to rip me off so that I can be influenced to go and buy vitamin C? If you already have a recommended daily allowance of vitamin C, why in the hell is there a recommended daily allowance? And I'm just going to pee it out of my body. Now, come on. Somebody doesn't <laughs> know something here, right? Either yeah. somebody is missing a couple of things or perhaps, you know, someone's trying to make merchandise out of all of us. And maybe there's a little bit of both. But the proof's in the pudding, just like uh, you know, true religion versus, you know, um, customs and traditions true religion you can test and the proof's in the pudding you can do it you can test it yourself and once you do well you can make up your own mind you say was well, this, this work or it doesn't work and if it doesn't work throw it out so you know I, I my message is just don't walk around here in a constant state of fear everybody around you is going to be trying to pull you into a lower vibration into this state of fear where, you know, let's talk about all the negative things that could possibly happen. Now, we'll say this. A pr- someone who is prudent will, will plan for eventualities. Just like when an engineer designs a bridge, he looks at all the potential um, failure points. What could make this bridge fail? And he designs against those failure points so that, you know, it's going to stand up even in even in large storms or high high wind or all sorts of different, you know, earthquake. I mean, that the thing is going to stand. All right. Now, your own life needs to be shored up as well on, on a strong foundation. And the scriptures tell us no other foundation can be laid than that which is on Jesus Christ. And then we understand that the foundation on Jesus Christ is the perfection of mankind. And that's what I wanted to just talk briefly about um, and lead into this evening. Maybe we could talk a little more about it if you want. But um, going back to the 12 disciples and Jesus, because, I mean, right now, the reason why I felt compelled to to bring this forth tonight is because when, when, if somebody can lead us, into a state of fear, it it leads to a, a point of um, just absolute hopelessness, and that and that eventually leads to depression, because if if you have helplessness or hopelessness, then then you go into a state of stagnation, and and nothing gets done. You say, well, it's just too big. That they're, they're like giants. We're like grasshoppers in in in, the, in their sight. The system is just too big. And what could I do? One man, one woman, what could I do? And the thing is, you, you go back into your scriptures and, and look and you see, God never called forth an army. Never. Not once. It was it was just um it was just God and, and one man or one woman who believed who who believed and that understood that understood the knowledge of God and knew how to practice in it. And so, you know, I wanted to read, before I go into to the Jesus and his disciples, 
you know, the foundation that we're laying it upon is the perfect idea of man in God. And so we're, we're striving for, towards perfection. And we, we need to, today as the sphere is being laid at our doorstep, yes, of course. I mean, we, we've been studying for years. Everybody on this call has been studying for years. And we, we studied Bill Cooper's work when he came out, you know, and, and, and presented all of this unbelievable stuff that, I mean, he had to go through dusty libraries and form coalitions to guys going through libraries to find this information. I mean, guys that really had to get to work to get this. Today, you know, there's so much on the Internet you can find. But back in those days, you had to go into those old libraries, and, and you had to really, really want it. And, I mean, the man lost his life for, for this cause. I mean, the sheriff shot him point blank in the chest, you know. And, I mean, he he was intent on getting the message out there, people. It's time to... It's time to open your eyes and look around and become aware of what's going on in the world. And, and you know, it seemed like for years that, you know, if you had awoken to the, the realities that were going on around you, that you felt like you were like a, a, little, a little boat in, in this giant ocean and you were you're all by yourself. I mean, and if you found another kindred soul who had... Uh, who also was aware it was like you clung to him because hell that's the only one you'd found your whole life <laughs> so, but we're finding today that more and more people are realizing that their status quo is not adding up anymore that the the thoughts and the foundations of which they've built their their existence it's not really adding up anymore and and we can see that it's kind of falling apart a little bit to the point where um, people are starting to say, hold on a minute, the promises, everything that how I thought my world was is is crumbling, and, and it's scaring people. Um, and they're going to be looking for men and women who have already gone through this anger, denial, helplessness, hopelessness, depression phases because – they're going to be going through it, and they're going to be looking for, for someone who has light within them, who has been through this already, and who can, can assist them in their transformation, their paradigm shift in thinking, and, and you know, effectively talk them off the ledge. Because you know, I have witnessed it over and over again how when people begin to wake up to, to you know, what I'll call the matrix, just because it's easy because of the movie, um, they go through this this state of anger, and and it's really you know it's hard to be around because they're so negative, and because uh, um, they're going through the phase of they think they're the ones the, the only ones who's awake, and everybody else is still asleep. So there's a kind of a a superiority complex about someone who's who says, well I'm awake and everybody else is asleep. Well, so what if if everybody else is asleep, then let's let's go to work. If you're awake, go to work. And how do how do you go to work? Well, you plow the field in Yadhevate. You plow the field in in um, in righteous in righteousness and righteous prayers. You give your tithe. You make sure you tithe Godward with your thoughts and your desires. And get up in the morning and do the work. You know, go to bed in the evening, do the work. And that's what you can do, and, and that's powerful work. 
All right, but so I wanted to just real quick go to Revelation 12 because every time I've ever heard, this is the story of the woman and the dragon. And every time I've ever heard this this preached, I've I've heard it from the standpoint of Eve and and the that great Satan, the devil. All right, and of course the child is is Jesus Christ as they as they teach it. Okay, but they teach it on a very uh, on an external way that does nothing but leave you with pom-poms in your hands like, like you're a cheerleader, like Jesus is our Superman, all right? Okay, great. If that's what you're going to – that's what you cling to, cling to it. But just realize that he's the pattern man. He's, he's the man um, which we're all supposed to fashion our life around so that we too can become um, Jesus Christ. And when I mean become, you already are. It's just, it's a, it's just a transformation uh, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and and you know who can deny that at some point in our lives that we were very carnally minded, and and now we've moved into a uh, the, through the process of spiritual evolution, we've moved into a, a more spiritually minded uh, paradigm. We, in other words, we've received a new heaven and a new earth. All right, but. Listen to this. I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. He says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. Now, heaven, remember from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, heaven is the inner man, and earth is the outer man. Okay, it says, A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. The woman is your soul. All right? The sun is love, and the moon is faith. Okay? The 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 moon is always at her feet because the moon her feet trod the earth and and the moon has to do with flesh consciousness and how we overcome the flesh consciousness through faith but eventually uh um uh, faith is no longer at the head uh, faith is replaced and 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 by the uh, by the sun and the sun is love and so uh, eventually, uh, through our spiritual progression, faith is so important at first, all right. But then it gets replaced with with love, and so the 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 greatest laws are love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and and I can't quote it exactly. And then, um, and then love doing to others as you do to yourself. Love is it, it's all the law. All the law is in love. So the sun is at her head. And the moon at her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Well, now the stars are also um, on one level. You can look at the stars as the virtues, but I'd like you to consider tonight that the stars represent the twelve faculties of mind. Um, and more importantly, you know, you could even call it the um, the disciplined. Um, Think of a, think of these faculties as department heads, and think of you. You're you are the central character. You are um, the Jesus character. Okay, in the Bible. Now, now each one of these department heads. Think think of yourself as running this massive corporation. But at first, it's not a very big corporation at all because. Everything that you're doing is for in a personal nature, and you don't need to delegate. All right. So, but now you've got you, as you begin to awaken to um, different frequencies that are happening, vibrations that happen in your body. For instance, what I mean by that is, and you should do this. You should, you should pay attention 
to, to the rhythm of your breathing, check out the frequency. Then just listen to yourself. Listen to the, um, to the beating of your heart. I mean, if you're still in a quiet room, you, you, can, you can hear it. You can hear it with your, with your eardrums, all right? And you can feel it in your chest. Pay attention to the, you know, and if you're sitting uh, still enough to the coursing of the blood in your body, you can, you can begin to feel it. You can begin to, to notice these things, all right? And, and eventually to the, to the um, you know, it, I get to this point, like when I'm sitting, when, I, when I've been able to sit in meditation for a long enough time, when I just pay attention to the cells, I go down even to the cellular level, and it's like I'm entering the cell and I'm becoming very aware of, um, of the book of the law, which is written in the nucleus. Because even down to the very fundamentals of man, an individual cell is fashioned completely in the same image of the outer body. I mean, you know, in the brain is where we find the book of the law, and, and in the heart, so to speak, the middle subconscious mind. But also, in, in the nucleus of a cell, that's where we find the Ark of the Covenant, and the book of the law is kept, kept in there, in the nucleus. All right, so even down to the littlest things, as we, as we begin to pay attention, um, then we begin to, to, to become aware that there are 12 faculties. And like, for instance, some, something that we've heard people say our whole lives, like, I just had this gut feeling. Well, you know, we'll go through the 12 faculties in a minute, but, uh, but that's, that's a very real thing. Um, even today, they're even going as far as saying um, that man has a, a, a mind in his gut, um, man, man as in mankind, um, that there are neurons in the belly, and, uh, and when we, we, have a, we can discern things, and now that's where I wanted to go, um, is that the more you pay attention to yourself, then you, be, you can begin to become very aware of how, how untruths affect you. Okay, um, even even like if you are tempted to to say a lie yourself, you can feel it within your body, like your body's rejecting it. But not only that, your body can tell you if things are are good or bad. Like if it's if it's right for you, or or is this is this you know one I'm listening to just absolutely full of you know what or. Uh, or is this is this a really good thing for me? Your body will tell you. I mean, you can literally get to a point where you can ask your body, "Is this true or false?" And your body will flat out tell you. Uh, and and I've got a little test that I do for myself, but I mean, everybody needs to work it out in their own own way. Um, and I'm telling you, it is it's really amazing. Your body will flat out tell you the way if you become if you become very, you know, you got to become in tune with it. You've got to become aware of it. And in a sense, those 12, that crown of 12 stars is, they're no longer being disciplined. Okay, the 12 disciples, they're no longer being disciplined. They're no longer, you know, being brought into subjugation. Um, if you think about it like this, if you think about like the, uh, the groin as Andrew, Okay, uh, when I say the groin, I'm talking about the two the two legs. Uh, the actual um, 
reproduction center in man is Judas. And Judas will betray you. If uh, you are swept away in your carnal mind, Judas will flat out betray you the, through, through lust. And, and all that energy is completely lost on just fr- frivolity. Uh, it's, that's why I say it's such a negative thing to actually enter into self-satisfaction. I'll say it in the nicest way I can. Because um, Judas, Judas uh, and spilling the, the seed and spilling all of that energy is just an absolute waste when it could be, could have been put put to use uh, for other um, you know spiritual um, evolvement, uh, or for that matter, just helping someone else. So these different centers, we become very aware. The more you become aware of them, the more you get to a point where once they're disciplined, once once they're like, okay, hold on a minute. We, we're not singular centers here. We're not acting as an independent agency here. We, uh, uh, there's one head. That's you. Okay, that's the true you. That's the one head in, in this body. And, and you have 12 department heads. 12, think of them as 12 egos. Think of them as 12 different individuals, if you like. Okay. And each one of these individuals, at first, it seems like they they have a, a mind of their own. They they're doing what they want to do, and that's that's what that's why you got to call them. You have to call them, and you have to say, "Hold on a minute here." Just as a man breaks a horse, you know, for for service, um, these have got to be disciplined and brought into accord with uh, certain principles and thoughts, and and through that practice, then. You know, we realize, for instance, if we if we overeat, for instance, right? Okay, if we eat too much food, well, the rest of the body, in terms of our uh, spiritual thoughts and ideas, are, are we're doing pretty good. But if we're overeating, we're defeating ourselves. That that has to be brought into discipline. We gotta, okay, everything in moderation. So, uh, so again, now this woman here that we're reading in this first verse has the, has a crown of twelve stars. In other words, she is this perfected soul, which is is uh, um, uh, crowned with these twelve disciplined ones, and and actually they're apostles at this point. She can send them forth. All right, so this in the next verse. And she being with child. Now, what child exactly is she with? All right, well, in Galatians, it tells us, my my little children, I, I labor again in birth pains, you know, so that Christ be, be formed in you. Well, go check me out. You know, it's Christ be birthed in you. Okay, in other words, what I'm saying is, see, he labors again in birth pains um, as he's trying again to. He, he had brought the the message was he at one time the the group of people called the Galatians they had the spiritual understanding, but then they slipped back uh, through time, you know, through all sorts of pandemics, quote unquote, or whatever, fear responses as as people lead them by the nose away from the truth back into uh, a sensual reality. Uh, so he says, look, I labor in birth pains again. He's, he's, he's like analogy, uh, the analogy, he's a woman who is giving birth, and he's trying to birth the Christ consciousness into this this church, 
All right, called let's just call it the Galatians. All right, well, you could call it any church today on just about every corner. Not not any. I mean, there's some good churches, but I, I'm I'm stereotyping, and and I think there's a lot of truth in the stereotype, but it doesn't cover all all eventualities. But uh, so today, instead of looking at it as a church, we can look at it as an individual, and and as we are uh, repenting, and by that I mean we are turning. Uh, changing our ways and considering our ways, considering our paths, and and we are returning to Father's house, which is a way of saying Father's ways of uh, of absolute truth. Um, and we're, we are uh, we are that woman who, being with child, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. You know, going through this uh, this point this. A period of tribulation where there's uncertainty, there's fear, um, and why would there be uncertainty and fear? Because there is um, our 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 paradigms changing. We are, the way we think about things is changing, and whenever you have change, you have uncertainty, and you have therefore you have fear. In in fact, most people resist change; they don't care for change, but if you're alive, embrace change because, you know, who wants to live 100 years and, and not change and not have any new experiences, new people they meet? I mean, how would you like to live 50 years and never, ever change the set of people that you uh, interact with? You know, I mean, come on. I mean, we're here. This is a holy experience. We should we should reach out. We should, you know, grow and um and that means we're going to change. We're going to um, who we are is going to change as our as our different thought systems um, you know, become uh, uh, more and more powerful. And what I mean by that is, at first, when we're in in, in a very personal um, mindset, and it's just me, 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 that kind of thing. Let's um, uh, say the carnal mindset, right? Um, it just seems like it's just the central ego, which is me, and that's it. And I'm the flesh, and uh, we, we two are one, you know. And uh, what do you mean I'm not the brain? Or the brain, you know, thoughts are in the brain, all this stuff. So it's just just flesh consciousness, and that's all we see. But as we grow a little more, we realize that, no, we're man is constituted as a corporation. And as we begin to send our thoughts inwardly we begin to send our when i say inwardly i you know i'm just using the analogy of maybe even down into the body um and as a as a, a function of looking inward uh, instead of outward and um and when i say into the body I'm, I'm talking about the consciousness of it um and that the the that's the first coming of christ when we begin to become aware of of truth all right, and that's the first coming of Christ. All right, but the second coming of Christ is when we when we have when we become this woman, and and this Christ consciousness is birthed in us, and, and it is birthed in the heaven, and it's birthed in the earth. Um, it it takes over. Uh, it, in other words, it's working through the subconscious mind. Uh, from the superconscious mind, and it, and it totally um, 
how do we say it, it uh, transforms, that's how I want to say it, um, both the inner and the outer man uh, um, to, to enter into that state of perfection. Well, now, I'm going to skip forward here, but it says here at verse 5, and she, was, and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up into God and to his throne. Now, now, all the pastors that I've ever known have told me that that's Jesus, and, and that's fine, but what I'm saying here, this man-child is Christ consciousness. Okay, that's the Son of God in which when Jesus is baptized, the Father says, this is my Son. As it descended, as this Christ consciousness, as New Jerusalem, Sarah, which is above, descended upon him as, as that holy dove. In other words, uh, you go, go look up the roots of uh, the word Jonah. The, word, the first root is uh, um, Yonah, and it means the dove. Well, the second root is Yayin, and Yayin means the wine. Wine. So you see, the first the first miracle is to turn the water into wine. And and before he did this first miracle, he was baptized. Right? He was baptized by John the Baptist, who represents, of course, our our illuminated mind. It's just like it's just a way. It's a path that we're that we're walking down. And, but it's that consciousness is that that's the sun in which God is well pleased, right? Yes. So this um, it, in, it's it's uh, personified as a man child, okay? And so this is the soul. This is the virgin soul. Now this is the Mary. In other words, we're all Mary, by the way, all right? And it's to rule all nations now. From a very exoteric point of view, you say, "Oh well, uh, you know." Now we're talking about a singular child. No, but hold on a minute. This is supposed to be true for everybody on on you know everybody that that's been on this earth. This is supposed to be true for them. So, so the nations that it's talking about is the different city states of thought which occupy in your consciousness, right? And, and now we realize that when we were infants and we were just dealing with our own pers- personal you know, stuff, well, we, we didn't need too big of a corporation. Maybe, maybe you know, ourselves we were able to do it. Maybe we were the president and, and the secretary, you know. And, um, you know, we had an inner, inner side and an outer side. So it was two of us, so at least there was two, so we had a corporation. But the more you grow spiritually then the bigger corporation you're going to need because you're, you're going to need to learn to delegate to these different department heads, these different 12 aspects, you, you, of 12 faculties of mind. You begin to delegate to them a uh, certain function, and, and you don't have to worry about it being um, – uh, that they're not going to do the work. They've been disciplined. You, you oversaw them. You, you taught them the work so that, that they could go forth and do the work. That's why at first they're called disciples, but then later they're called apostles because the, the word apostle means he who is sent forth. All right? And you are the central character. So, so now you see, we see this war here because it, it says here that this dragon – was was right there at her feet, ready to devour the child as soon as it was born. Now you think about that. Now what is this dragon? Right? Isn't this your carnal mind? Isn't this you know? 
it's always ready to to look at spirituality and say this is a bunch of voodoo, right? You know, this is just ridiculous. And I mean, look, all we've ever known is buying through our five senses, and now you're entertaining other ideas that could be, you know, that reality could be known. There's a greater reality out there outside of our five senses. So always, the dragon stands ready to devour the child. All right. But with practice, that's the great thing about true religion is that you can put it into practice and you don't have to sit at the feet of somebody and listen to them go on and on about how they talked to God last night. And you're like, man, I sure do wish I had one of them red bat phones. I'd like to talk to God too, you know, but um, apparently the preacher's the only one who's got one. So, you know, no, hold on a minute. You know, this is for your, you to do your work. And it says here now in verse 7, and there was war in heaven. Okay, now it says Michael and his angels against the dragon. Okay, and the dragon with his angels. Now, when you think about an angel, I'd like you to think about, you know, like for instance, Michael is is the name of Jesus, but in the inner man. Uh, Michael means who is like God, okay? So we're talking about in heaven. So we're talking about the, your, your, inner, your inner self, okay? Uh, your spiritual self. And, and the dragon, we're talking about your, uh, your flesh consciousness having to do with your outer world and, and, and his angels. So, again, what are the angels? They're the, they're the good thoughts or, and desires or the negative thoughts and desires. And there's war that goes on as you're going through this transformation. Um, the question that's put before you is, do I have to know bad in order to know good? And, and at first, it makes kind of sense. You think about it, you say, well, how can I really know the very good unless I experience some of the bad? But the more you... you, you be, the more you think about it, the more you struggle with this, all right, the more you realize, I don't need to know the bad. I just need to know the good, the good, and the very good. Now, we don't need any of the bad. And, and, but as we see, we have lived our whole life weighing uh, the polarity of good versus bad. You know, we, we make judgments based on how we, how we judge what's good and how we judge what's bad. And what he's saying is, you know, this this struggle is happening between the inner man and the outer man, all right? And we need to make the two one. We need to just realize it just is. It's life. And, and you know, um, clearly we can open up our eyes and we can see negative things that are happening out there. And we can ob- obtain opinions on uh, if this is good or bad. But... If we begin to judge whether it's good or bad, now we have set a stake. You've staked a claim. The moment you judge, you stake the claim. And he's te- he tells us, don't judge. Don't be the judge here. All right? And he says, vengeance is mine, say Jadhevate. Don't worry about the vengeance part of it. Now, I got it. All right? So the thing is, it says here in, in verse 9, which is all that for this, he says, and the great dragon was cast out. So in other words, there comes a time when flesh consciousness will no longer rule in your, in your being. And, and that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, 
and he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out from him. And he says here that, um, um, here it is in verse 13. I was just trying to find it. It says, and when the dragon saw that the woman was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. So when we... When you look out your window today and you see just lie after lie after lie, okay, well, let's go to verse 15. And the, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. So now I'm going to ask you, what comes out, what comes out of um, your mouth? Well, words. So this flood is a flood of lies, and and this is this is what we started with the idea of uh, of witchcraft. Okay, but he says in verse fourteen, and to the woman, the one who keeps the the testimonies, and we'll get to that, uh, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time times, and anyway, she goes into the wilderness. In other words, to that to that soul, to, if you're that that soul, you're on the path. Then you can see it. You can see with your eyes deception, you know, and you can you can have empathy for people that are not sheltering in place; they're cowering in place. In other words, you know, as I say, a hero dies one death, a coward a million, ten million. All right, and. You can just see it, and you can have sympathy and empathy for these people. That they're really genuinely scared, and they're genuinely, you know, um, following their orders because they 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 truly believe that the people at the head have their best interest in mind. It, it hasn't dawned on them at all that uh, that perhaps uh, that the whole system has been hijacked. And well, anyway, all right. So they they truly believe that these folks have their interests and they they are genuinely scared. I mean, I've seen them right up and down the road wearing masks behind the wheel of their own car. And I mean, it's something else. All right, but here's the thing. In verse 16, it says, "And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of her mouth." So there comes a time, okay, that the lies are going to be exposed, and because the lies, you got to understand, the lies. At first, you have to look at this as your own individual uh, spiritual progression, okay, and the two sides of yourself. As these two sides are coming into, uh, they were first separate, and now they're coming into joinder, into unity, okay. But remember, as within, so without. And and if the world individually is in a state of fear and greed and lust, as in you know sensual satisfaction, a hedonism, then we should expect to see mirrored back to us um, uh, eventually a one-world ruler who will say it's all mine and you all are my subjects. All right, because as within, so without. Consciousness mirrors back to us that which we project. So. But listen to this. So, so the earth helped the woman because, see, the serpent, the the ones that are practicing this craft, okay, um, they're practicing the craft in the outer man, in, in the earth, okay. So, 
eventually their lives have got to break down. <laughs> you know, it always does. It always does. You know, eventually, you know, over time, it's exposed, and and you know, luckily, if you're if you're awake, you can you can see it ahead of time, and you can position yourself into in in a, in a way that you're not hurt by any any negative uh, fallout of uh, what's going on. But um, but most people are so entrenched in the lie. Um, that it's just like the guy um, Cipher in in the Matrix who said, "Look, the guy says, look, I, I woke up, but you know, I, I sort of woke up, but just put me back to sleep, just just whatever. It's better to just be blissfully unaware, you know. I don't want to know." And, and I'm sure you all have met people before where that they asked a question and you really tried to answer it in a truthful way, and their eyes glazed over at the first five minutes and. And and reality, they're telling you, I I don't want to know. So if if they don't want to know, then don't push them. They're not ready to know yet, because you know, we were each in that same boat at one point. And uh, and you know, there's a saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's right, because your consciousness is vibrating at a certain frequency, and you're going to attract others who are in that same consciousness so if they're not ready they're not ready and if you're in a much higher consciousness they're just not going to hear you anyway they're going to think you're a daggum nut job <laughs> all right and uh and ri- uh, put you ridicule you out or or think of you out in the lunatic fringe so to speak but here's the thing why was the dragon why is the dragon this this great carnal power in the earth um angry with this woman so to speak right because in this one it says in verse 17 and the dragon was angry with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus christ in other words this is the true church this is not you know these churches which have been set up and ordained by by Rome and 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 you know her sister facilities i mean this is this is the true church this is the the body ecclesia that understands the the what it, the meaning of what it means to be founded on Jesus Christ and to keep those testimonies and to actually do that inner work uh, of transformation of course the dragon's going to be wroth with with this with this individual and this you know as as I'm going to say it like this so it, it's probably the best way I could I've ever heard it is that when you come to this state you are a church the individual becomes a church in the least sense uh, but also a heaven in the least sense because you're in the perfect image now of the church and the perfect image of of heaven. All right, but I say in the least sense because you know, church contemplates two, just as you know the concept of heaven contemplates more than one as well. So, but if you're now walking in that way, you're walking in those spiritual laws. You're walking with the sun at your head, uh, with love as your intention. Uh, you've you've entered into this in, this this state of being where. Uh, you're you're looking at the same set of of conditions as everybody else is looking at, but yet for some strange reason you come 
to a completely different set of um, judgments in terms of what you are perceiving. Somebody else is over there, man, we better get us some food stored up. We better, you know, go get some toilet paper and some food and blah, 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 blah. And they fall into the state of fight or flight and survival mode. But you don't have to. And see, you see how the dragon, the serpent, wars against the woman. All right, because if all the world can be brought into um, this state of, of such low vibration of fear, then all the world can can be now brought in, into the net of a of a one world totalitarian system. All right, and don't get it wrong. You know, they tell the world, like they tell the middle class that the middle class is uh, that that is capitalism, but just open your eyes, man. I mean, if you look at the um, the House of Representatives, uh, I believe it is. If you look at the flag, the two flags that flank the naval war flag, they're they're showing you the Roman fascia. I mean, that's the symbol for fascism. And you know, well, what's fascism? Well, that's when the government is telling corporations uh, they're dictating to corporations. Uh, what what they're going to do well you say well that doesn't happen here it's capitalism wrong you know i mean think about healthcare industry think about the banking industry and think about how um what there was a huge power move we watched right before our very eyes recently how they said okay uh we're going to give all these industries the airplane industry uh all sorts of industries we're going to give them loans federal government came in and said we're going to give you loans but they said oh by the way it's it's not with strings attached we want we want an equity position in your in your business and no doubt they're going to want uh, to put one of their guys uh seated at the table of the board of directors all right so you know you can see i mean if you just pay attention you can watch and you can see how this is the the same um, external struggle that we're witnessing right now is also the internal struggle that that we ourselves should be going through in terms of our spiritual uh, progression. Uh, and if we're not, if we're if we're swept away um, in a state of fear and we're just watching the world as if we're watching a movie, well, that well that's witchcraft perfected because. Um, You've got the uh, in in that particular um, being they they're playing the role of the victim now, and and a victim is in a state of complete helplessness and hopelessness, and there's very little light uh, in in that being, and and so you come along, you're full of the light, you're you're walking, you're you're uh, you're singing your song, you got joy in your heart, and and you see people out there, and you say, "Lord bless you, brother." You know, and and what can I do for you? How can I go the extra mile for you today? And they're sitting here wondering, why does this guy have any problem? He's he's not wearing a mask. There's no gloves. There's there's no fear. Well, you know, <laughs> everybody else, hell, they won't even look up and say hello to you anymore. You know, that's a strain. And you know. Well, just realize it's it's a function of it's 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 witchcraft. It's sorcery perfected. 
and of course, uh, witchcraft is is a function of the grammar that what we're talking about. But sorcery is a function of of using nature. And and um, when you think about sorcery, uh, if you go check me out and go look in the Book of Revelation, you're going to find at its root the word pharmatakia. And, and it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out the what pharmatakia is. The root word in English is pharmaceutical drugs. Okay, and and so what they're doing is they're flat out ripping you off, coming coming and going. You know, I mean, for instance, one that's near and dear to my heart is the Saul Palmetto, a little uh, plant that grows in Georgia. You could grow it in your backyard, and yet. Well, apparently I said something I wasn't supposed to say because it dropped me like a like a <laughs> hot iron. Jim, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay, I'm were, sorry, guys. I, all of a sudden, you, yeah, I you said exposed something about the, the like you said. <laughs> yeah, the pharmaceutical drug and bam, dropped me, dropped me like a rock, man. So, hey. yeah, man. So. So I just wanted to, uh, just real quick here, I wanted to go through these 12, and, and I'm not going to go into it in, in any depth here, but but only to say that, I'm just going to say it again, the, you know, the first and second coming of Christ, you know, the first is, the first coming is when you receive the truth into your, uh, your conscious mind, okay, and, and, um, and when I mean the truth, I don't mean subjective truth. I mean you begin to understand um, the knowledge of God spoken of in um, in Hosea six six. You begin to get a taste of the absolute truth. And and the second coming is is like when you when you go through your awakening and and like the regeneration of your subconscious mind. And that of course happens by and through the superconscious mind. All right and and this is the idea of of the now the these divine thoughts we're tithing Godward. We're understanding now the true Sabbath and we're tithing our thoughts and our desires Godward as we as we employ those thoughts and desires 
to go forth in yad heh vav heh. Remember, I have sent my word, and it shall not come back unto me void. All right, because we that which is born of God cannot sin. All right, because Amen. the seed remaineth in it. And so, as we begin to tithe that ten percent of our thoughts and desires in in yad heh vav heh. Um, which we've been over that over and over again, and maybe we'll go over it again and again, maybe next week. But, um, you know, I don't think you can go over it enough, man. People need to understand that the power of prayer, and, and, uh, um, and because otherwise, if you, if you, um, if you don't, you, you have this feeling of helplessness. And so, I mean, number one, which everybody, you know, um, is aware of is the faith principle, and in the and in the scriptures, the faith principle is Peter, and and in, where does the faith principle operate? Well, it's in the center of your brain, and it's really interesting is if you, if you go to a, um, a state of meditation, and you're you're meditating on the prayer, and you're you're bringing your other faculties in. If you can bring all 12 faculties in into this prayer, I remember how they were all gathered together in the upper room, and then and then this fire lighted upon their heads. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit that's that's actually um, uh, giving them what they want in that anointment of fire. In, term, in other words, this peace comes upon them, right? That's saying, okay, you got it. It's done. It's a done deal. It's finished. All right. So um, strength. Or and, and by the way, um, we're going to see here in a minute how how these department heads can even be broken down even further into sub departments. In other words, if we look at like faith or strength or power, like for instance, power for Philip. Well, you know, you can even break Philip down in terms of power, even even into you know what where is it acting? What you know, like Philip is is. Um, I can't remember the actual meaning of Philip, but it has to do with horses. And so, you know, horses has to do with forces or power. Um, you know, when you think about um, in the Old Testament, it tells us the horses of Egypt are flesh. So when you're looking at Egypt in the Old Testament, you're looking at flesh consciousness, and you're talking about the powers of the flesh consciousness. And you notice that Jesus comes back riding a white horse. Okay, so we're talking about pure absolute truth when you come to the point where you're birthing that that christ consciousness in you the second coming right um then you your horse changes color right you begin to you're riding a white horse of absolute uh uh uh, truth and perfection as you're as you're walking in that path now all right but you look at like the where where does philip reside well philip is at the the root of the tongue so you would say philip governs taste he 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 governs the action in the larynx so therefore he's governing uh speech and so you know philip is governing if you want to think about it as uh vibrations in general uh of power throughout the entire body uh throughout the the body is kind of even a, a it doesn't get it done. It's not strong enough because if all we can envision in in our in our scope in our in our imagination is this particular body, just close your eyes and tell me where your body went. All right, and you can you can sit in a state of meditation for fifteen minutes, and 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 if somebody asked you if you're in the body or out of body, how would you know? 
there'll be no way to know because you have no benchmark to know if you've left or not, right? So um, as you can see, we can break these things down into subcategories. And just like a corporation does the same thing, you'll have a department head in charge of operations. Well, operations of what? And and it can further be broken down, even down to the to the employees that are working under you know sub department heads. And everybody reports up. And see, this is what it means to to wash the feet. Okay, he says he tells Peter, look, man. Peter says, I don't want you washing my feet, all right? And he says, look, if you don't let me wash your feet, then you can't have any place with me, all right? I, this is what we should do for each other, and, and, and so we have to – the feet touch the earth, so we're talking about that which is of lower, and so we're talking about that which is in the subconscious mind, and, and we have to wash that. We have to wash her and make her clean, right? Yes. Uh, say her. It's just it's just a way of it's just an analogy. All right, it's the subconscious mind is always feminine because the subconscious uh, uh, is indiscriminate on the type of seed that you sow into her. Whatever you tell the subconscious, it believes it 100% as truth. There is no filter there to say, yeah, that's not true. And so just as a woman, if you sow seed into her, she conceives, she receives the seed, conceives the seed, and brings forth the child. Well, that's how your subconscious works as well. All right, so the second is strength or Andrew. Um, again, your, your thighs, you know, think of your quadriceps, right? These are the, the trunks of the tree, right? And uh, all right, and then you have... Um, uh, the third is James, the son of Zebedee. Now, he, he dwells in the pit of the stomach, and this is where discrimination uh, or judgment is. And this is where I was going uh, when we first started. We talked about uh, uh, how sometimes people will say, I just had this gut feeling. You know, well, you know, I would challenge you, start, you know, paying attention to those gut feelings, okay? Yeah. <laughs> They're there yeah, sure. to tell you, you know. <laughs> so... Okay, well, what about John? John in in the scriptures um, has multiple layers of meaning, but uh, the one that comes to my mind is love. John dwells in, in the heart region, and um, you know, and so we're talking about uh, the solar plexus, if you will. And this is John, and uh, you'll notice that in in some of the ancient pictures. You'll see the saint, and he's got a fire um, that's going right at the solar plexus. And this is uh, in symbolic form telling you this fire is the fire of love, and this is the spark that Jesus said. He says, look, I've, I've lit a fire. There's, you've, got, you've got this divine spark in you. In other words, he says that Christ is all and in all. You have this divine spark in you, and he says, when I return, I expect it to be a flame. Fan it into yeah. a fire, right? Yes, and 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 what does he mean again when he returns? Well, we went through that the second coming. What it meant, okay? As as this awareness, you're becoming aware, and, and your awareness is seeping down into the core of your being and saturating, saturating every thought, every desire with the with the good and the very good in in the in the government, the hierarchy of uh, the kingdom of God. All right, so that's John. 
and you might even say, you know, from the standpoint of how you read the scriptures, John also represents the elect. All right. Um, you'll notice that in one of the epistles, I think it's the first, no, it's the third epistle. It talks about how John, the elect, is is excommunicated from the church. Well, no, duh. I mean, look in the mirror. If you come to this way of walk, the church ain't going to have nothing to do with you anymore. Now, the church I'm talking about, this set-up church, I'm not talking about the true body ecclesia. I'm talking about that which has been set up, where they go and they say, well, this guy's going to be a priest, and this guy's going to be the you know, the head muckety-duck, and this guy's going to whatever. That's all set up. Nothing yep. to do with what's real there. That's all a set-up hierarchy uh, for control. <clears throat> and Again, the fifth one is, is power, and that, again, is Philip, okay? And um, I think Philip means – I was just asking myself. I think it means lover of horses, and uh, um, so you just got to go back and realize horses. We're talking about forces in your body, in, in your consciousness. better way of saying it, in your consciousness, all right? Imagination. Remember, it was Bartholomew that, that Jesus told, I saw you under the fig tree. You know, a long ways off, I saw you under the fig tree. Um, this is, now, where does imagination? It's between the eyes. Well, what's between the eyes? Well, that's where your pineal resides, between your eyes. And you can begin to, you know, when you go into states of um, meditation, focus Focus there and, and just become aware of what's happening in your body. Become aware of the subtle frequencies, the subtle vibrations that are happening and, and how you feel once you, you go through the different color states. When you, when you go through green, how do you feel? Green is where John resides, right? But yes. eventually you come to purple. And, and green's that heart chakra, but eventually you come to purple, and well, that's where Bartholomew is. Bartholomew's in purple. That's where your that uh, that pineal is is dropping down, and you know as we and and then ultimately we come to um, a state of just pure white, uh, so bright that you can't even. You can't imagine how bright. When the pineal comes online, it's so white. It's, it's like looking into the sun. It's so white. It, it, even though your eyes aren't open, the, the brightness that when it comes on, it, it, it's, it's really hard to explain. But it's like looking into the sun, and you can't look at it. <laughs> it's really strange. But uh, um, all right. So well, remember, we, we learned about... Thomas, Thomas Didymus. So Thomas has always got the positive and the negative side. So we have doubting Thomas, and then we have the Gospel of Thomas. So you have Thomas the elect, and then Thomas the doubter. All right. So Thomas, he has to do with understanding, and you know Thomas is in your front brain. Okay. You know the one where they used to drive, drill a hole in your head and drive a spike in it if you had. <laughs> This is ridiculous. <laughs> Allopathic medicine is best, you know. Good night, you know. So, uh, so all right. Uh, well, let's, who's next? Matthew. All right. Now, um, Matthew is has to do with the will. Okay. And how can you have a will if you don't know you have a choice? 
Okay, so if you don't know you have a choice, then you don't have a choice. And if you don't have a choice, then you don't have a will. All right, so when we wake up to the reality that we're not helpless, we're not hopeless, we're not little dinghies left out here on the ocean to just, uh, oh, do your best, son, you know. <laughs> no. I mean, our Father is with us, and we, we just have to turn back. And I say, Father, you know, as you move into this special relationship, you move into sort of a relationship between a wife and a husband, and it becomes so intimate where, you know, you can't hide anything. You can't hide from God, nothing. I mean, everything's in plain sight. And so, you know, see, Noah brought two of all unclean and seven of all clean under that ark. The ark is your consciousness. It has three decks. That's your beta, alpha, and theta uh, uh, brain waves and the fourth notice that there's a hole in the top that's delta where you fly out of the body I mean they call it delta airways for a reason you know because they fly all right so so the arc is your consciousness and and notice that he brings all of it in there he doesn't he doesn't he takes he brings all the animals right? notice that uh, how they're they're saying in an analogy that the uh, the unregenerate mind is 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 animalistic, all right. So it's because it's really just focused in survival, all right. So you know Matthew is that state of where where we now have um, risen above the state of survival uh, mode. We we've awoken to the realities of of our world. We've become aware as we're sending our thoughts downward now into into our center uh, of our being, so to speak, as we're disciplining these these 12 faculties, we, we now are very aware that we have choice here. We can choose to sit around and do nothing, and if we do sit around and do nothing but complain, then in our silence and in our, in our unwillingness to act, we have accepted the the status quo we've accepted that which has been broadcast upon us but through matthew we have a will to stand up and say not on my watch yeah you know i'm rolling with the ever living here yes sir go ahead jim yeah i mean to add with what you were saying when you were talking about the seven clean and the the two unclean Mm -hmm. the two unclean animals is your your conscious and your subconscious mind. Remember the in in uh, Romans where it says the carnal-minded man this is not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. Yes, sir. Yes. So it is the right and left hemispheres before it becomes awakened or clean, so uh, or anointed by the Christ, the chrism state. And the seven clean are your chakras, that are your energy centers within you. It, that, I mean, where it raises that kundalini or Christ power up within you to where it comes yes, forth. And the light um, comes up and triggers the pineal gland. You know, where it says if your eye be single, your whole body's filled with light. And then it opens up what you call the thousand loaded lotus petal, you know, uh, where you see 
the truth of all that is, both in the spiritual sense and the physical sense. You see the connection of how it works and why it works, the true understanding. Absolutely. Those seven churches, seven chakras. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, when you were talking about that, uh, it came to me, you know, to put that out there. Yes, sir. And, and you know, in the book of Revelations, it tells us they're written on the back side of the book. So that's that's your spine. They're written on your spine. That's why that that uh, fire goes up that. Uh, uh, and by the way, if you if you talk to anybody who practices, um, you know, in the way they'll flat out tell you, don't let anybody touch your spine. I mean, that's serious business. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, yes, real serious business. I also remember you know? earlier when you were talking about Christ. On the white horse. Yes, sir. The, the Christ, the chrism state of that's within us, the inner man, riding on the white horse. That's your, that's your, that's your physical body. I I think so because that what did he um he says uh, we have to he perfect came into Jerusalem. Yes, yep. sir. Riding on the the <laughs> yeah the. The foal of an ass, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and there, it's <laughs> it's telling us that we've overcame and we perfected, and you know our our physical body. We made it subject to the laws of God, where the carnal-minded man is not subject to the laws of God. Neither can it be. We have to discipline it, and. Yeah. Bring it into subjection, like the scripture says, to where we, where what does it say? We cry out, "Abba, Father." Yes, I it's mean, beautiful, it, really. I, I like it. I mean, the way you just said it is the, the I never heard it said like that, but that's about as succinct as it gets. Yes. Yeah, I like I mean, that. Well, with what you're saying, brother, man. I mean, it just, I mean. Folks, this this stuff's for real, and I, I'm not I'm not meaning that you don't know that it's for real. I'm just saying, when I hear him talking about these things and things that, you know, that through my studies and stuff that I know, I mean, it just it just uh, envelops you, and just like that fire that he's talking about that's building there, it does flame up, and it, man, it just wants to, you know, what did what Elijah say? I think it was Elijah. That you know, within him, uh, uh, a flame of fire. I forgot exactly how it was saying, but I'm it, not sure. Uh, but I mean, it, it's so fantastic. It's, I mean, you know, like I tell people, and I even tell the Creator, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Thy sight, O Lord. Because, yeah. you know, I want to know, and I I will do everything within my being and powers to walk that walk and hopefully talk that talk according to His will and purpose, not mine. Because the Scripture tells us, "Let God be true, and every man a liar." And I don't want to misspeak or speak something out, or you know, that's not according to the laws and the nature and the will of the creator. And, uh, you know, he's a, 
he said we can run through a troop and leap over a wall. He said we might slip and fall, but we won't utterly be cast down. So, I mean, there's it's we're going through a learning process, but once we know and understand, you know, that's like that man put his foot to the plow. And then yes. he's plowing and he looks back and say, oh, my God, that's all I've done. <laughs> he said, then we're not fit for the kingdom. Uh, you know, I want to keep my eye on the prize. You know, I want to keep going. <laughs> and, brother, I didn't mean to stop you, but, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's a blessing. Thank you. Oh, man. No, that's great, man. I mean, look, look here at uh, what reminded me when you were, were just talking um because it's really important. If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 32, remember, we're talking about the Song of Moses. And it says, they, they sacrificed unto devils and not to God. That, you know, that's when we, we turn our attention, our awareness to our flesh consciousness, and we, we pay homage at the altar of, of hedonism or, or flesh satiation in terms of our security in our flesh, and we're willing to go and prostitute ourselves to other people uh, so that we can have security in our flesh. Well, when we do those things, we, we give other people control over, over us. And, and he says, he continues here, again, they sacrificed unto devils and not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up whom your fathers feared not. Well, what I came here, because it reminded me when you were talking there, Jim, is that, uh, and go check me out. If you go look at that first word, God, it is, see, and so you've got to be careful when you read the scriptures, because especially in the English, um, every now and again, they get a little too loose. You know, the word God is used in a in a in a number of uh, different ways. But when you go check out the Hebrew in this particular instance, the word in the Hebrew is Eloah, Eloah, and in this Eloah contains both the masculine and the feminine. Okay, and so they're saying, look, you know, it's it's. Clearly, L is masculine, and, and ah, and O, O in the Hebrew is always a joinder of two thoughts or, or two ideas. That's why you know when you look at you look at the the son's name as the savior, it's Yahoshua. In other words, Yah is uh, Yah is savior, right? And and so it's joining two different and together the ah or the O or the U is the joinder in the Hebrew, the O or the U. It's the Vav. The Vav is the nail which joins two, two things together. That's, that's really kind of a beautiful way to look at it. But the yeah. point here is, is L-O-R. L-O-R. They don't, they, they, we don't consider L-O-R. We don't consider both the masculine and the feminine um, as being on an equal plane. And we have philosophical um, systems today which govern the world that are highly patriarchal. And yes, it doesn't consider doesn't consider um, a matriarchal system where the man and uh, the woman, I will say, and the man are on equal footing, right? Uh, they sit together in unity 
uh, but they sit at the same geometric plane, right? Well, um, in a sense, yep. in a sense too, you can also take where you remember Lilith and Adam, you know, and you know the story there behind that. But then it gets into yeah. other things, and they're saying it means something else. But if they really dig, I mean, not just what certain people said back, but I mean, go back further, they'll find out that it's that they were on equal footing from the very get-go and man just decided to change it and say that he was in charge and that she was basically a piece of crap that you know that had to do what he told her to no matter what and right but uh that that leads that we all know i mean we've had um hundreds of years of watching the woman being uh, oppressed and uh it doesn't work it just doesn't work um so that system doesn't work so man just wrapping up i'm on number nine i'll just wrap it up here but uh, james the son of alphaeus is in your navel and that's order and if your life is in disorder well you can pretty much uh bet on your gut is going to be messed up okay next time for those folks that are married, next time you have a, a uh, dispute with your, your spouse, notice the, 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 the heaviness in your chest. You can feel it in your body. You can feel it in your navel. Your stomach gets a little, your chest, you feel it. It's why in the chest? Because that's your love center. You know, you know something ain't right, man. I mean, you know, it could have just been a little spat, but you can feel it in the body. Okay, and what I want you to try to to get a hold of is that we have to come above the body. We have to we have to rise above flesh consciousness and begin to to see if we can find this in consciousness and not just in flesh consciousness. All right, and all right. So uh, now, by the way, if you're really zealous for something. Like, really, um, the next one is zeal, and that's Simon the, the uh, Cananean. Um, you can get too zealous for things, and you can overheat, because when you get um, really zealous for something, it, it, that's in your medulla oblongata, the back of your head. And um, you got to be a little careful about your zeal, <laughs> right? Remember the scripture says, I think it's in Romans chapter 10, and I can't quote the verse, but it says, they have a zeal for God, but regarding knowledge, not so much. Yes. And boy, howdy, when you go down to these churches, they do have a zeal for God. They they, they, um, they want to go out and they want to, um, how do they say, uh, preach the good news to the entire world because, you know, they have that zeal. And boy, that they raise you know, probably billions, you know, yearly to go out there and do that. But why is it that we keep slipping further and further backwards um, when all these billions are being, you know, pledged to change the world? Because the truth isn't getting out there. See, they have the zeal but no knowledge. Yes. All right? And we need all 12. Knowledge, remember, knowledge was Thomas, understanding. We have to have Thomas too. All right? So then we have, um, okay, let's call it um, the abdominal region. That's Thaddeus, and that has to do with renunciation or elimination. So you think about, like, 
Jesus, like when he went out and he created a um, cat of nine tails and he drove the money changers out of the temple. Well, that's renunciation or elimination. This is Thaddeus. This is the work of Thaddeus, okay? As as we are denying or accepting things, we are driving these thoughts of compromise from our from our temple. Because know ye not that ye are the temple of God? We don't, you know, these. What what was the story? It said that these bankers, these middlemen, were sitting in the temple making profit. Now think about it. Think about People, uh, businessmen are the people who set up the public school system. Okay, now this is a worldwide thing. Don't just think about about it in uh, America. Now, if you will notice that they they'll teach you things like mathematics and philosophy if you're so inclined. Okay, um, and music, and they, they'll teach you the arts and things of that nature. But what will they not teach you? You will never get a, a understanding in your first 12 years of any financial matters, how to read a balance sheet. Forget about it. You, you're never – they're never not going to teach you that, all right, because they can keep you in that state of ignorance uh, in regard to, you know, um, the, the wealth that surrounds you, okay, and that you have access to. Um, so, so these these middlemen have created altars in our subconscious mind, and altars like, for instance, um, go to school, work hard, get a good job, you've got security, stick to it, and um, you'll do okay in life. <laughs> well, if that's the model you're following, then you're sucking hind tit to take a uh, you know an analogy from the hogs, right? I mean. You know, that's sorry if that offends, but that's just like that's the that's the the small hog at the trough, so to speak. He doesn't get the best eating, okay? He gets the one, the <laughs> the last one, okay? And yeah. and uh, you know, if that's how we're if that's our security, there's no security in that at all. In fact, an employee has the least amount of security out there. He's subject to the whims of the government, subject to the whims of the corporation, subject to um, just the uh, uh, the sociology of the group, the psychology of the group. I mean, all sorts of things that are completely out of his control, um, and he thinks he's got security. And you know, like for instance, I, I, how much security do you think he's got when the uh, when the government can now step in and shut down the entire show, uh, order these corporations shut down, and you know if you go bankrupt, you go bankrupt, but you're you're out of business, Jack, and and I'm sorry, but you know that's the way it is, and the banks are going to step in. There's going to be a huge transfer of wealth here coming up. You know people. They're they're entering into forbearance plans, but as we as we look at how how those are fashioned, it says look after the end of the forbearance, we'll give you like three or four months off. But at the end of those four months, we want you to pay it all off and in, in you know pay it all off. Well, the man says, well, what if I can't pay it all off? And I say, well, we'll we'll let you refinance it. And you say, well, if I couldn't pay it then, how can I pay it now? 
They, so they don't think it through. They don't think through their latter aim. They just say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, these are my immediate circumstances. I need I need a forbearance plan. Well, just putting off doom, you know, and and because uh, when the man comes along and says, I want it all now, you know, pay it back. And uh, all those four months you had off, well, I want all that back. And they say, well, I can't afford it. We're going to have to put it back on the back end of the mortgage. They say, well, in order to do that, we got to refinance. They say, well, I'm... I'd love to refinance, but I ain't got a job. <laughs> well, sorry, you know. And so we just have to be more aware that of how we uh, go about our daily affairs. Are are we accepting the reality, or do we have the courage to not accept that reality? And to go into our prayer room and bring our vibration, when I say our vibration or our frequency, we are becoming in, in tune, like we tune a radio dial into a higher state of being of, of the good and the very good, all right? And, and not pay attention to the bad and the negative which we're surrounded. Just don't put, turn it off. Let it be like water that flows off a duck's back. Just, just it doesn't. You know, people grumble, they complain, they go on and on about the millennials and lazy people and all this. Just let it be like water off a duck's back. And you'll find that um, uh, even in this time of where people are complaining because they're on furlough and all this, that, and the other, that you're going to be successful. You're probably if you're rolling like that, your businesses are probably succeeding now. You you probably are doing great. I got to be honest with you. I get out on the road today, and it's like, man, if it could only be like this all the time, it's great out here. You know, you go out on the road in the morning, it's rush hour traffic, and you can't even spot five cars on the road. You know, <laughs> it's just like I told Kim, I walked his I said, the meek shall inherit the earth. I said, it's all ours, baby. We go wherever we want, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just, you know, it's a pleasure to get out there today, man. I mean, it really is. So, all right, the last one, the 12th is, is the one is Judas. And Judas always gets the bad rap, all right, uh, because of the way the story is, is written. Because Judas can, in fact, betray you because – if you're living in um, flesh consciousness and that's where you are, well, you know, Judas can betray you from the sense that that seed, as you, as you continue to spill the seed, he, see, Judas is in charge of the treasury. He's in charge of the energy in your body. Yes. And as we, if we just waste it, you know, we can waste it and waste it and waste it, and, and or we could, we could take that, uh, that sexual energy, and we could amp it. We could amp it in the prayer. We could amp it up and amp it up, right? And use that to build that fire to 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 uh, to to push that. Um, like Jim said, that kundalini, you know, or or like what I like to use it for is for the prayer, because remember we talked about Yad Hey Vav Hey and bringing that state of bliss in there, bringing 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 bliss in. So if you if you're using sex like that and you and your partner are in a state of love and you're both of one mind in one accord in regard to the yeah. prayer, all right, man, I tell you what, I mean, that is like – I told my friend the other day that sometimes I pray over my wife and he says, do you, do you actually speak? I said, 
yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, what? I said, yeah. You know, I actually speak out whatever, and, whatever the prayer is, you know? And brother, when, when you're, you're in that conjoined union, you know, you become one and one mind, one accord. And also whatever thoughts you're thinking or whatever you're desiring, your prayer, whatever the case may be, it will, you'll be surprised how fast it manifests. I mean, it can happen instantly. And, and sometimes a little bit after that, but it does rush to you. And, and, you know, if people get in the habit of doing it that way and being in one mind and one accord, I mean, they would see their blessings stacking up, rolling and rolling. I mean, it'd be like that dynamo getting started. Once you get it started, it ain't going to stop. That's right. Well, yeah. I want, I'd like for you to notice something that where's judah judah's hidden in the 12 isn't he and we haven't we haven't mentioned judah yet or have we see judah is is the one who holds the scepter all right so it turns out that judas is the greek form is sort of well it's the english but judas is the is how it's how it's uh said in the greek side of judah and judas can be your downfall if you waste this energy okay and it will it'll put you in the grave now if you if you spill too much seed it will put you in the grave i mean men the the iron and the um the zinc depletion i mean it can really lower the immune system all right but if you preserve it if you preserve that energy if you're if you're quick to to say no that's a waste Let's, uh, let's put this to use over here. Um, then it's the life conserver. It is, it is the Judah. It's the one who has the scepter. The one, remember, Judah was the one who told Isaac, I'll stand surety for Benjamin. And so uh, when we go down into Egypt, I'll stand surety for Benjamin. Now, Benjamin is you. Benjamin is the true you. Yes. All right, so, so uh, Judah in a sense, is that which uh, um, is now taking the scepter of control over over the body. Remember how Joseph in, in, in Egypt, okay, Joseph, in a sense, is that typology of, like, Joseph under his pharaoh was as pharaoh to everyone else in, in the kingdom, but was vice regent to pharaoh in the throne so so what i'm saying here is is there's aspects of this corporation if you want to think of it as department heads that judah serves you but now judah is the aspect of you that says this is a waste i mean this is this is an, an absolute waste and and as within so without look at your life i mean Look at how much stuff we just absolutely waste. <laughs> the land feels full of waste. And, yes, you know, it's just like if we order our inner world, our outer world will become ordered as well. And Because it's, it's just an absolute as within, so without, as above, so below. It's just how it is. And uh, hey man, that's what I had on my mind. I hope that it's it's blessed y'all to tonight. Uh, 
I um, went a little bit longer, but um, yeah, man, I mean, fear not. There is no reason to walk in this walk today in fear and just realize if you are in fear, then you've fallen under the spell of those that seek to control you. And uh, just don't be in fear. Go go back to your prayer room. Go back to your prayer closet. Sit in meditation and, and sit until that fear goes. And bathe yourself in light. Put it, put put a bubble of protection around you, and and know when you when that peace comes upon you that it's done, it's finished. You got it. Amen. And you know how they always say it's darkest before the dawn, but see, when it's dark, you normally rest and relax or go to sleep, and that's when the the creator instills instruction within you. And if we adhere to that, there still small voice, you know. And like they say, it's darkest before the dawn. The light will come forth, and they always tell you, you know, light is at the end of the tunnel. I mean, so you know that God's always for you; He's not against you. When we have That's the right. shortcomings is that we we come against ourselves and therefore a house that's divided against itself cannot stand it's not other people coming against you even though it's playing out that way in the three-dimensional paradigm it's actually you coming against yourself somewhere within you you're having a battle within yourself and it's it's projecting outwardly that mirror but you're seeing it as other people projecting back at you. But you're looking in that mirror darkly. You see that you're a true son of God, but yet you turn and you forget and you're caught back up in the mess that you were before. So we we need to take these as life lessons. And when somebody says something to us a certain way or does something to us, we need to step back a little bit reflect and think about why did this happen this way why why is this happening and then check it against yourself and how you're feeling what's going on within you and believe me it it will show you and then when you do that like it says you know to if you have alt or uh, an issue with anything it says Lay your gift at the altar and then make it right. You know, you leave it there and and then, you know, really think about what's going on and then change it. And then it will work out on your behalf. Everything the scripture's talking about in there is talking about you and me. And I know I know there's every infinite possibility out there, both good and bad. But we're going through this paradigm. It's like a storybook. You know, but it's all about us. When you read the scriptures in that, that's your story. And I read the scriptures. This is my story that I'm it says we were predestined from the foundation of the world. But that means that we chose the story that we were going to play out. 
every one of us, even though we think, oh, I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. In actuality, you do, but in order to play the game, there's a little amnesia there in order to make it a level playing ground. Because if you already knew what was going to happen in the end, you wouldn't play the game at all. Because you know that you were going to win it. But see, that's what I'm saying. But we intentionally know, knew when we came here that who our parents were going to be and our family members, the trials that we were going to go through, the situations we were going to get in. We knew all of that. I mean, when we do karma or, you know, you know this, like they say, you got to watch it. You got to watch your karma. When you do bad to others, you're actually doing it to yourself. And if you don't get it right before you have to come back again another round, when you check out of here and then turn around and come back and proceed on forward, continually playing the game, that karma that you left off when you checked out of here, you're going to pick it up when you come back in here. you got to make that right. That's the only way... When the scripture says, God is perfect, he said, be ye perfect, for I am perfect. And this is how we are made unto perfection. We have to look at it. You know, everybody's taking the Bible literally. It's not a literal book. And he tells us all through there, it's not literal. It's a spiritual mental book. It's telling us about ourselves. Everything about ourself. And when it talks about the demons and this and that and this and that, it's talking about the different situations that we're coming up against in this here paradigm. And if you look at it that way, not as some literal spirit jumping in and out of somebody, you're going to find out all (laughs) that stuff will pass away, that it's not real. See, our mind is so powerful. We have the mind of God. That is the mind we have. But when we come here with that, you could say, uh, it's not really amnesia, but we chose to forget about it in order to play the game right and go through these scenarios. But yet... We're playing out that scenario, but we all have that. There's only God, and if you go back even in ancient text, it tells you the only thing there was was that divine creator essence. And he says he's Alpha, he's the Omega, he's the beginning and the end. He's the same yesterday, which is in the beginning, today, which is now, and forever, which is on into the future. He says, I am the same and I change not. He didn't change anything. Everything that he set forth from the beginning is the way it'll be in the end. Man is changing the scenarios, what they think God means by it. God God knows what he meant by it. We cannot change it. That's why he says, he that taketh away or addeth to. If he if you take away from what he set forth in the beginning, which will be the same in the end, and he tells you through the scriptures, even in the the metaphors that he's speaking, he said you 
you're here in the beginning. Now you're already seeking the end. He said, where, where you, he said, where in the beginning, you'll find the end there also. In other words, it's never changed. It's what he set forth, but we change what he says. If we change it, our name's going to be taken out of the book of life, so to speak. The book of life is, means we're going to die and have to go back around again which we have many, 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 many times, and we'll continue to do it. The thing is, each time we come through, we get a greater understanding, and we retain, we retain more each time we come back, and it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. I mean, if God has always been and always will be, We've always been, and we always will be. Because we cannot be separated from that divine, eternal creator. When we read the scriptures, and this is the way I do it anyway, and I thank God for giving me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as well as he does everyone else. But if we don't read the Bible just as, and there's many different Bibles out there, I mean, they're all saying things, but they, they change things in it. But what I'm trying to say is if, if we l look at the Bible as a story about us as individuals, and you could say your family group, you'll be surprised how much more you get out of it and how much broader the understanding becomes. It's not just like, well, Jesus did that. No, I did that. Because the one that everybody's calling Jesus, what did he tell the people? See, these works that I do, you can do these and even greater. But he says that he was the first, the first of many brethren. He didn't say he was the only one. He said he was the first. He brought the interpretation, the truth, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of for us how we're to act. He was the example. He said ignorance he once winked at, but now he commands everybody to repent. And if you look up the word repent, it, it means if you're going north, he's saying stop, turn around 180 degrees, go back south and regroup. And think about what you just done if something's not going right. Think about it. And then once you get a good understanding, then turn them back around and proceed forward from glory to glory, to understanding to understanding. And I, I promise you, I mean, if we look at it that way, not just the Bible, it, it is a book of truth, but it also tells you in that same book, Beware of the lying pen. Man has twisted it. They've turned it. They've taken things out and they've added too. That's why he added, he that taketh away or added to, I'm going to do this or the plague's going to be added to him. That, that's what it's telling us. We've got, we got to really look through it with, I say, a, I mean, comb through it with a fine tooth comb, but also, we need to have that one eye, like the scripture says, if our eye be single, our whole body is filled with light. 
which is understanding, we can get a clearer picture of what he's really saying. Every time you see Jesus in there, when it talks about Jesus said, you said. Because the one that's saying he's Jesus, that's you. That's me. That's everybody. We are Jesus Christ. We become the the anointed when we come to the divine understanding of what he was telling us. That's why he tells us in the book of Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah, Hosea, you know, it says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. They don't understand. They're not, they're not reading like they should. They're not understanding like they should. It says, to, to study to show yourself approved, the workmen rightly grouping together the truth or the word. A little here, a little there. That's the Old and New Testament. Everywhere the word. I can find it out there everywhere. I just got to look. And I got to find out what those those words mean. Like Michael Joseph was talking about earlier. You know, check them out. Check out the words and what what the meaning of them are. You know, like everybody, when they talk about in there, when you say the spirit of God, everybody says, well, you know, well, we all have the Spirit of God. Yeah, we do. But look it up. It means the mind of God. If we have the mind of God, don't you think we need to act like the God? Instead of acting like the carnal-minded man that's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be, because it wants to do the will of the flesh instead of the will of the Spirit. And what if, I think it was, Peter or Paul, I'm not, I can't remember right offhand. It says, all things are lawful unto me. I can do whatever I want, but it's not expedient. I don't hurt no one. I don't kill no one. I don't cheat no one. I don't do anything. I, I do my very best to do the, the true will of the Creator. I try to love my neighbor as myself. Not to get over on them or cheat them or, you know, lie to them or anything to get ahead. It don't work. Because in the end, you're the one that's going to be the the rug that everybody's walking on. Because man has lifted himself up. What does the scripture say? Man must decrease. But the Christ, the chrism asked must increase which means it needs to come alive in us I think it was Elijah that said you know within me it's, 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 it's like a fire shut up in my bones I just got to let it out and sometimes that's why we got so much zeal and so much and we seem so headstrong it's not that it's just that the spirit uh, that, that fire within us is just it's building up and building up and building up and you seem invincible. But that's that, that spirit, that mind of God, that the essence of that creator showing you, hey, I'm renewing you. I'm, I'm burning out all that negativity, all that wickedness that, I mean, he tells us we, we've got to, 
we got to give an account for what we do while we're here in life. Because if you don't get, if you don't take care of it here and now, when you check out of here and you come back again, you know, it, you're going to have to pay for it. But hypothetically, what if it's a little bit worse than it would have been if you would have took care of it when you were here before? You know, all I'm saying is just if if you can possibly think about it and look at it from that perspective. And if you even want to try and see how it works for you, if it don't toss it out and say, hey, Jim, you know, whatever. But, you know. But with that, you know, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. And I do thank each and every one of y'all for coming. And I'm, I'm going to open up the line here for those that are on the phone. And if you're on, uh, you know, you can, the others, you can type in chat line. And we'll read your questions. So. Well, you're six. Hey, well one. said, Jim. Well said. I mean, that was, that was awesome, man. It was awesome. Thank you. I don't even. I don't even remember what I said. It just came out, brother. <laughs> oh, oh my that's God. when you know you're in the flow, man, when you don't have to work for it. It just comes out, and that's great, man. Yep. I but like I, the way yeah. you, you said that, uh, that you got to have – what I heard when you said this, you you got to have the courage to follow Christ wherever Christ may lead. And you can see the church is afraid to do that. And, yes. you know – Living in that present now, you know, um, and having the the spiritual discernment of, you know, that's the thing. We we look out our two eyes and we say, well, we we try to use our intellect through our two eyes, our five senses to discern through our intellect, you know, our natures and our character and our origins. But when we become more in touch with the spirit, then we realize that. Uh, it's, this, it's that discernment. That man's origin is Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is the creation of, in the spirit. Genesis 2 is the manifestation into matter. And uh, the the enduring, I'll say the only enduring foundation of character is spiritual discernment. And uh, that's where we, uh, how do you say, it's like, remember, remember that story where, um, where Jesus he he like appeals to the disciples on on their personality side of it. He says, "Who do men say that I am?" And so he's he's like you know, he's it's a test. Are you going to fall into you know? Well, you're just maybe you're this personality, or maybe you're that personality. And he and then but he says, "No, no, no." He says, "But who do you say that I am?" So he's, he's saying right there already. He's saying, "No, no, no, y'all, y'all got to look deeper. Okay, that's not where we're going." And um, hmm. it's only the faith principle that says, "Thou art the Christ." So we can see that. Remember, the understanding principle is another faculty, but it's through the faith principle. Um, it's spirit. Or the the spiritual I am, which is you know typified or symbolized as the the Jesus in the in the New Testament, is is working through the faith principle to bring about spiritual understanding. 
and uh, and he says here, he says to Peter, Peter says, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And and the answer is amazing. He says, "Well, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church." Yeah. It ain't on apostolic succession and all this crap they got. That's <laughs> set all that stuff up, you know. That's all yes. set up by man. But the rock, in order that they're built, he's building his church on is spiritual discernment. Yes, sir. The revelation of what he spoke out, that that he realized that the Christ, the chrismed aspect within the one that everybody's calling Jesus was the knowledge and the truth of what really is going on. He, he picked up on it and said, you're the Christ. You're the anointed. What you're saying, it, it's anointed. I can feel it within my being, even though he didn't. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. When the truth yes. comes to you, even the people that don't know anything about God, you start talking to them, but they said, man, I'm getting goosebumps or chills. That's the spirit, that's right. that, the God mind that's witnessing to them that that is absolute truth of what they're saying. Get amped, you know? man. You get amped up. Get oh, amped yes, up. Sir. yes, sir. He's giving you, he's charging your battery. <laughs> we are electrical uh, beings, you know, we're the body electric. I think it's really important to understand that that uh, this this statement, by the way, thou art Peter, and upon this will I build my church, is how the Antichrist church system is built. Because they say, well, well, we got Peter in Rome, and Andrew in America. Those two are brothers in the scriptures, and uh, so they say they're building their church on the personal Peter, on the personal Andrew, but the but Jesus, who is the spiritual I am is mm-hmm. saying, uh-uh, it's through faith, you know, through the principle of faith, you you apply the binding, you know, where you affirm or you loose. Remember, whatever you bind in heaven is, is bound, you know, and then whatever you loose is loosed. So yeah. whatever you affirm and whatever you deny, that's that's that cat of nine tails where you're you're going in and you're driving those um, those money changers, those compromising thoughts of, you're weighing, yeah, I know it's bad, but there's some good, you know. No, nah, it's got to be the good and the very good. And, yeah, he tells um, us so, faith through works, lest any man should boast. I mean, our faith well, that's right. do the works, that way no one can boast and say, well, hey, look what I did. Or I did. <laughs> it ain't about that. It's about that divine eternal truth that's coming forward to every man, woman, and child. Well, here, here's something that I just two sentences I'd like to read, and it really goes to the heart of what you just said a, a minute ago. It says, right here and now, the great work of character building is to be done, and whoever neglects present opportunities looking forward to a future heaven for better conditions is pulling away from the kingdom of heaven within himself. Yes, sir. You know, now Ooh, is the time. Hallelujah. We can't, we can't look that, to some rapture to fly us away, man. Now is the time that we do the work, you know? Yeah. And you yes, know something sir. even greater to go along with what you just said, brother? I mean, oh Roll my it. God. He says, not everyone is going to taste death. That's correct. And That's correct. You, know, you, you mentioned that, I think, last week or the week before. And 
Oh man, how true that is. And and I think you and I talked uh, maybe last year or the year before, you know, when we were talking about the, the you know, the holidays, what was it? It's got to do with the uh, Feast of Tabernacles and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then. And remember, yeah, what, uh, we, we kind of. Transfiguration. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, brother, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's here. It's front and center. If, if people can just, you know, really, honestly, just get a good, I would say, I wouldn't say a glimpse, but a good picture of what, you know, you're saying and what I've been saying and really kind of see it. Oh, man, oh, man. You talk about revival. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, the, there'll be reviving. I mean, the people will start waking up. And what I mean by revival, I don't mean going to sit in a pew somewhere. I'm talking about <laughs> that that zeal that you were talking about earlier. That it's really mm-hmm. going to come out. It's that that little spark's going to turn to that flame, and they're going to say, "Hey, brother, let me tell you." You know, in the name of Jesus, you know, and they don't even have to touch them. They just point at them and all of a sudden they fall out in the spirit or received, a, you know, a great awakening. You know, it, it's time that we stand for what is. He, he says, after we've done all we can do to stand, just stand. He does all the works. It's not us doing the works. It's the creator. We're just the the mouthpiece that he's using and the physical body that he's getting around in to where when he don't even need that, but he's letting us be part of it and saying, see, bam, my word is truth and it is forever. Bam. Basically, that's what it is. It tells Man, us, I gotta read. I gotta read you some stand other. Still uh, and can see I read the salvation of the Lord? We're supposed to stand still and see, not only with our spiritual eye but with our physical eye, see the salvation or the solution of the Almighty. That's what builds our most holy faith. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Oh well, I just I just was reading uh, this thing while I, um, it's real short, but I think it's very instructive. Uh, Amen. I'm going to read this, and it just really instructs. So, People who live wholly in the intellect deny that man can know anything about God. And I'm telling you, I, I know a lot of people like that, that their whole life is, you know, through their reason. They got very high intellects, but, uh, but listen to that. People who live wholly in the intellect deny that man can know anything about God because they do not have quickened faith. So we're talking about the, the, the Peter principle of faith. The way to bring forth the God presence is to make oneself conscious of God. It, it, in other words, it's to say, I have. In other words, tell yourself in, in meditation, I have faith in God. You know, mean it. I have faith in spirit. These are the affirmations. I have faith in things invisible. Such affirmations of faith, such praise to the invisible God, the unknown God, will make God visible to the mind and will strengthen the faith faculty. Thus faith, or Peter, is called and instructed spiritually. 
when a sinner loses its power, it should be baptized by the word of spirit. We are told in the scriptures that Philip went down to Gaza. And if you look it up, the same is, is desert. If you look, up, look it up, you'll see. And there baptized the eunuch. Gaza means a, a quote, citadel of strength. It refers to the nerve center in the loins, or where Andrew, strength reigns. It says, quote, Lo now is strength in his loins, end quote. Gaza is the physical throne of strength, as Jerusalem is the throne of love. Amen. The back grows weak under the burden of material thought. If you are given to pains in your back, if you become exhausted easily, you may know at once that you need treatment for freedom from material burdens. Eliminate your mind all thought of the burdens of the world, the burdens of your life, and all seeming labors. Take your burdens to Christ. Quote, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, heavily laden, and I will give you rest. End quote. Hallelujah. You know, this kind of thought, this kind of practice, this isn't thought, this is practice. This is like saying to the intellect. The intellect is like struggling to, to keep its seat. This is the Pharaoh that says, nah, uh, you're not you're not going. I'm king here, okay? But you you have to you have to get to a point where you're 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 going to step out on the ledge and you're gonna say, you know, start to affirm, I have faith in God, I have you know, you have to start reaching out to, to without, you know, a safety net, so to speak. <laughs> so, you know, and, yeah. and look at how the great thing is, is it does sound like, you know, for someone who is just hearing this for the first time, it almost sounds like it's magic, you know. That's why, you know, Simon Magus said, hey, remember when Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have any, but what I do have, I'll give you. And then... uh um, Simon Magus says, hey, how can I buy some of that, man? When I go back to my church with this, I'm going to really rack up, right? And Right, man, but, you know, the, that does seem to be the way things are today, you know, as you go into Smiley Boys Church down there in, uh, in Texas, you know, with 60,000 people, and that's just crazy, but the, yes. the point is, is Having the courage to look past the intellect and going, okay, I've got to, like, there's, uh, noticing that certain faculties in you are, are become weak by noticing how they express themselves in your body, okay, in your, in your flesh. So when you notice this, you say, okay, well, these have to be baptized. So how do we baptize it? Well, we baptize it by the, by the word. By what word? The word of spirit, and who issues the word? You do. Yes, you, sir. You're the living word. You're the living word. <laughs> yes, sir. It, you know, yes, sir. if you want to say it in the universal, I am the living word, and that's 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 saying it in the universal. But I'm saying it in the individual, as in you, the listener, are the living word, and your thoughts are alive. And we Amen. we affirm, we deny, and that is a living word that that uh, shapes and forms our reality. Yeah, man. Yeah. Brother, thank you for that. Oh man, I mean, uh, I know this. I know this tonight was ordered by the Creator. I mean, 
I think all the calls are. I mean, because the stuff that comes out, I mean, I mean, it's there. And but these other churches, not that they don't talk about God, but look where their focus is at, brother. I mean, Money. there's real, there's real, yes, sir. And there's really no power. And when you go to some of those places, you see how downbeat a lot of the people are. You know, even when they sing the songs in church, it, it it's not like it used to be. You know, way back when they'd really get in and clap. Now it's like, how long is it going before the service is over? You know, they know it's a de- it's a dead church, and it's really oh, sad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're hungry, but they at the same time. They're afraid not to be there, afraid that they'll be judged for not being there when they meet their maker because of what the ministers are telling them. If you don't come to church on Sunday, God's not going to like that and blah, 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 blah. No, he's the one that's acting like God. That's why he's taking up tithing from everybody. And they, they misuse what the creator said about tithing. They brought it into the storehouse, you know, the... Ammonite and the Agagite, uh, uh, what was it, Tobias and um, the other gentleman, they brought it into the storehouse, which is physical money in it, and tithing never meant, never at all meant anything to do with money. It had to be that you spend your time talking with people or helping them out. It had nothing whatsoever to do with money, but that's what they made it to where they can rake up wealth for themselves. That's why Jesus, back in the Old Testament, he beat the money changers out of there. He said, my house, my house, he was actually talking about the body, not the physical temple. He said, my house should be called a house of prayer. But you've made it a den of thieves. You've got people following this false teaching just to bring you money, selling sheeps and goats and everything else. And it, and it wasn't supposed to be that way. We're the, we're the living sacrifice. That's even the, the one that they're calling Jesus. The, the cross, we pick up our cross and follow him daily. It don't mean a physical cross. It means that we do what the divine spirit tells us to do, not what the physical mankind's telling us to do. Because, you know, that the, the flesh is carnal-minded. It's not subject to the laws. And it is almost every manner of evil out there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's running yes, rampant in everything. It takes that mind of good and of, of the anointing of the Christ aspect within us to keep us straight and have that desire out of love to love our families and to love our fellow man and woman. You know what I'm talking about and our children and to do yes. the things that are right, good and honest so that we can have a good report. I mean, if if I didn't know nothing about God, man, Y'all'd probably be locking me up, probably. <laughs> I mean, but thank God. Thank God, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Before I had, you know, thank God, I come to the Lord at a young age. But I'm just saying, 
before I did, I was mean and ruthless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah, it I, that, I was the same way, just chasing it, women and chasing a good time. And it took that divine uh, desire or that creator to put that desire in me and the knowing in me, hey, there's something better. You know, is there's a God. I, I got to check it out. I got to find out who he is and what it's all about because I don't want to lose out. You know what I mean? And yeah, it started out maybe with fear because of all the garbage they taught me. But as it went along, like I've told you how I received the spirit and uh, with the things that happened and everything, that's what convinced mm-hmm. me. You know, come like they say, come hell or high water. You know, as for me and my house, I'm serving the Lord. You know, because I know that I know that I know. And, you know, everybody says, well, how do you know if there's a God or, you know, if there's anything on the other side? Because I, right, you know, I had a doctor give me a shot that flatlined me. And I was out for a while. No heartbeat or anything. But I heard my wife and my son talking to the doctor and the nurse. I heard my son saying, you flatlined my dad. You flatlined my dad. You killed my dad. And here everything's solid black and I couldn't see anything. But I heard everything. And in my mind I said, no, son, I'm right here. I'm okay. Right. No. But in the physical sense that they were seeing, I wasn't there. That I was dead. That's how I know. Uh, oh, glory to God. Oh, blessed the ever living. Uh, what I'm telling you is, I'm telling the gospel truth, brother, that I know that I know that I know that the Almighty is true. He's real. He's just. And if we just yes. open our hearts and mind towards Him, we can never fail. I mean, that's beautiful. That's what, I mean, I mean, we're 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 that woman. We're that woman in Revelation twelve. We, we're clinging to those to the true testimonies that we build the foundation of life upon. And of course, we stand as adversary against the um, the Antichrist church system. Because oh yes, sir. I mean, we're walking in the truth, and and of course, the Antichrist church system is trying its best to. To sweep to sweep us under the rug so that the message of truth can't be can't get out there. Yes, sir. And, it's uh, just like what you it's just like what you brought forth tonight, brother. And I mean, it says that we overcome that adversarial thinking by the words of our testimony. And what I mean, what you brought forth, uh, I mean, I know that's your testimony, and it's some of ours too. When you bring it together in that light. We get we can understand it and get a grip on it. And the thing for us to do now is to apply and do it. Test it, try it, like he says. See if I won't yes. pour you out a blessing where there's hardly room enough to receive it. But you're yes. not gonna know yes. not unless you test and try it, you ain't gonna never know. <laughs> and I I'll tell you, man, I, you can you can stand on the mountain and scream that one. Test it, test it. <laughs> Test it, yes. please. Test it, you know. Yes. <laughs> you know. And that's what you were telling yeah. us earlier. I mean, 
if he if he just do that and you went through the the 12 aspects and you know and all that to give us a, a greater uh how can i put it understanding and opened our understanding broader to where hey wait a minute yeah this and you know and and you, you think about it and you put it together it's like a puzzle you put it together you got a whole picture there like man you get to dancing around there uh, i mean i always have to put myself on mute brother because i mean those are so precious and so true that i mean you know i have to do that there because i want to try to keep it uh the what do you call it the recording hopefully clear but you know it, it's a mighty mighty thing when it comes forward to really touch people's heart and mind i mean and it bears witness in my spirit then like i say i have to put it on mute so that i don't interrupt what you're saying but at the behind the scenes i'm crying a little bit and dancing a little bit and speaking in tongues <laughs> and it, it, it's just because it resonates it's true it's absolute and if we just adhere to it you know what i mean just mm-hmm. test it just just try it like and he, like he said yeah. just test me try me see if i won't pour you out that blessing and you won't That's even right. have room enough to receive it it'll spill over to your friends your family and everybody else just do it man. and when i gotta when tell you it, I, I wasn't kidding about the business there man I, right now i look out my window and, and half the half the people on the street are at home and man my businesses are absolutely kicking butt right now we got so much work we don't know how to do it and and yet the lord has given me energy to to plow up gardens to to get get that work done on top of that you know it's just like just the blessings just just like you know you can sit at home in the negative side of it but why do that you know when they're just unbelievable you know yeah he told you that it'd be added unto you and it'd be pressed down shaken together and running over brother i mean darn right and and it's because that's showing that you're faithful and true you're daring to stand up like he says test me try me you know know that i am god be still know that i'm god and that's what you're doing and we're doing and all these things are coming forward this is the joy of the lord right that your joy yeah this is the love piece thank you amen and uh we can share with each other Yes, yeah, sir. Man. In fact, that's how we... go of, ahead. Sorry, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say, um, do you think that um, at this point we might uh, just stop and see? It? Uh, we've got a couple of. Looks like we have a call here, but then we got someone over through the internet for noble truth. Maybe, uh, maybe some folks here want to come on and share share a little bit. What do you think, Jim? Amen. I'll I'll unmute. Uh, I think that's Donna. But for noble truth, if you're if you're on the computer and you want to type in something or if you got a phone there and can call in feel free to do so and i'll unmute you you there donna yes sir i am here how are you i'm doing fine i'm I, i'm not sir i'm your friend jim <laughs> <laughs> you're noble. sir no it's nobility you're the, you're a noble how how are you, MJ? It was awesome. Oh, it I'm was good. Awesome. I'm good. 
It was awesome. It's always awesome. It's always awesome. It's uh, you know what makes it so awesome. This call is that um, other people's voice, your testimony, yeah. your joy. That keeping those testimonies and holding that truth, absolutely. Uh, you know, Michael Joseph. I didn't mean to, uh, but what? Uh, just when you talk, I can see that smile on your face. I mean, it's got <laughs> yeah. here and here. I was looking at even on your number. I knew it's got you know it's got the one and then it's got that little slash. If you look at it sideways, it's like a smile, and then you can hear it in your <laughs> voice that, that that joy. I said, yeah, that's Michael. <laughs> I can see him smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> it he it gives me unbelievable joy. He makes me laugh. Go ahead, Donna. No, during the rest of the week, you make me laugh. I think about it and I start laughing about stuff because <laughs> I like. I like people to have a good sense of humor and say, I've been around men, you know, working all my life and deputies, and they're funny. They're really funny. People just don't realize how funny law enforcement, how much fun they have, the good people that are in law enforcement. They just don't know. And it's a joy to be around these men. They're funny, and you're funny. And so during the week, (laughs) when I get a little depressed thinking about what they are trying to do, the agenda, like if they say, oh, they're going to try to scare everybody and force us into taking a vaccine and so-and-so's already got it developed and they're going to put a tattoo and I thought I'm not taking it but I just thought to myself the way I got the way I got out of that bad feeling about it I just said I know exactly what I'm going to do this black friend of mine she's scared of me too she said are you going to take it I said no ma'am I'm not going to take that she goes what are you going to say I said well Miss Brenda I hope you don't mind my colorful language but I'm going to say I'm allergic to monkey nuts (laughs) 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 she goes do what she goes say what (laughs) Hey, Michael, look what you started. (laughs) I said, look them in the eye when they come and get you, just with a deadpan expression, tell them you're definitely allergic to monkey nuts. And I said, he don't even realize what he's saying, because my generation, my age group, they use rhesus monkeys on us. They're they're admitting it, mainstream media is finally admitting it. We have a higher cancer risk because of them demons. I've had to battle this all my life, what they did. So it's a joke and it's funny, but there's always a little bit of truth to it. So when they think I'm being coy, I'm going to say, oh, no, honey, honey, bunny, you gave it to me when I was two or three, four, five, whatever age. I had no, and my mom didn't know either. And guess what? I'm not getting another round of those monkey nuts. I've battled them monkey nuts all my life, and I'm not battling another round. I said, I said Gary used to say, they're going to take you away and say that you're not rehabilitatable. I said, I'm not. <laughs> They're right. I said, I'm not, because this is just ridiculous. <laughs> but, hey, but the uh, truth is the truth. The truth is set you free. <laughs> yes, but it will. I don't know. That just, it just tickled me. And sometimes during the week, if you're tired or wore out, sometimes you'll just think about something funny. And I'm not with the men and women working right now. And part of me, that really bothers me. And I can tell a lot of them are sort of texting together as a group, like, we miss y'all, we love you, and and normally I would be there. I'd be at school with the children. And I can't, you know. So it is a little bit weird. And so I just hang on to funny stuff like that. It's really nice to have this call right now. Because even if you try to go out, there's really nowhere to go if you can't go to work right now. And so I mean, there's not much you can do. And you go out there and it looks like walking dead, the zombies, and you're scared of them. Not because they're maybe necessarily contagious. They're just nutty. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, wow, this is, cra- you know, this is crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. And so basically, um, 
you know, you just hang on to Sunday nights, and it does me a real, real good. <laughs> it helps to charge me up, like Jim says. So thank you, and thank you for the levity and the. I love Gil. I love that Matt. I don't know where that Matty is, but I adore him. I love, I love um, Gary. I love all of these men. They're just great, powerful men that we're blessed to have on this call. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, but I won't yeah. keep you. I'm going to back out to see somebody else might have a pearl of wisdom. <laughs> Usually uh, mine's not in sense. Is that you know, true? Oh, Gary's in there with that good voice. I think he's on the call, actually. I see 317's in here. Yeah, I think he's actually on the call. He might have had to step away every now and then. Hey, hey, everybody. How are you? There he hey, is. Yeah. Hey, brother. How you doing? I, I'm good. I, I got on late. Uh, got a new internet being uh, planned for in the morning installation, so I've been on and off prepping for that. But as always, I always like to go back and listen to things, but I did want to acknowledge that I was on the line. And... Uh, just enjoy the end of the discussion conversation with Donna and everybody else. So I look forward to listen to the retape and uh, always, always uh, sorry I hop on late, but uh, it's always on my mind. So thank you Brother, for what you guys do. We're, we appreciate you coming and you know, it's better late than never, you know, we thank you for that. Amen. You know, Amen. You're a blessing when you come on there, everybody that comes on there, you know, they have something to say. And that's how, I mean, everybody helps everyone, I believe, you know, because everyone has something to say that can lift us all up. And, you know, if I haven't told you that before, you know, I want to tell you now, I really appreciate you and everyone on this call. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Hey, Donna, uh, if you're still here, I wanted to say uh, one thing about that uh, that the fear of vaccinations and all, just just remember this. When someone says vaccination, they're trying their best to um, to bring you into a low state of, uh, of fight or flight of fear, right? So just remember this. You are rolling with yad Hey vav Hey, And all things are possible with God. So if the entire world is forced to come to get a vaccination, it ain't going to come to your door. And you say, well, how is that possible? How are they going to miss my door? I don't know how they're going to miss your door. But if you've got the courage to go into your prayer room and see yourself uh, and, and you know, the peace comes upon you, it's done. It ain't going to come to your door. It's not going to come to your house. Ooh, hallelujah. I have, oh, you I have could... walked that walk. I have walked that walk because I don't think I've ever had one of them except when I was a child. Because I was sitting there thinking, I said, I didn't want to kill anything wrong. I said, see, we've been married 20 years. We've never had one, have we? He said, no. I said, then I've never had one because I don't think my mom let me get them when I got old enough to, I don't think we've ever had one. And boy, you talk about one of prance and dance, but I haven't had that. When you start looking at some of the things they put in them over the years, mercury and all that junk, I'm just proud I've never had it. So you're right, i got to keep my thoughts and my frequency at that level. They, I they, had to do a lot, of, a lot of tap dancing not to have one. <laughs> I really did. Well, they tell a lot of people that it's mandatory that they have to take them. And all you have to say is no. I'm not taking it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people doing that and they can't force you. I've been so blessed and that even just remember too, if you go into your you don't even have to be confrontational. If you go into your prayer room and you hold up 
the image of a good, good the very, and work it out in your prayer room. Then I want you to hear this first. This, this comes from Revelation chapter 9, verse 4. Listen to what it says. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their forehead. Amen. Now, you've got the seal of God in your forehead. You know, yad heh vav the blood of the <laughs> lamb is on your lintel. The death yes, angel sir. must pass over because all things Woo! are possible to God. So you're rolling with the big dog. What are you afraid of? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> sit on the front porch of bark, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Amen. That's a beautiful verse. Woo! That's good. Very Amen. good. But what's also that's bizarre, right. not what's also very cool is just it can be I will think of a verse during the week for some strange reason, some kind of reason I have a thought in a verse. And a lot of times you'll say that verse and I'll look at Steve and go, Ooh, wow. You know, it's really cool. That's cool. Well, that that's, that's the creator. Cool. That's the creator confirming his word. Exactly. I mean, you would say that and exactly. confirm out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let everything be established him. or so. That's the way it is. I love when he does that for us. I love that. That just makes you feel good. It's just nice, I tell you. Um, Gary, see, Gary did that for me. I'm talking about the Gary on the call right now. Uh, the other Gary, too, but see that, I don't know, he kept saying reset, and boy, I just about jumped up like an eject button or something because I was looking at Steve, I told him, but I still go back to that. And then after I told him that and told you all that on the call, I was flipping around on YouTube, and it said, this is a reset something. It was, it was, it was about the virus in the world, but, and it was a spiritual thing, but it was about, it, it said reset again. And when that happens, you know, Gary just said that synchronicity or, you know, that maybe I'm not saying the right word, but anyway, it's, it's just a beautiful thing, and this call is like that. The call is very much like that. Well, thanks to y'all. Thanks well, to thanks everyone to for coming on. I mean, y'all are the ones that make the call, sister. I mean, everyone that comes on. Well, I'll be because, honest. We couldn't have it without you. I'll, I'll be honest. You do a lot of work here in the end of the day. And we just kind of are blessed to, to be on the coattails. But we sure appreciate y'all. I lift y'all up in prayer every week because I thank you for what you're doing. Because you. I know the time is precious right now. Yeah. And you're really sharing. I think I thank God for your wives that let you get on here and share. And, that you know, we're taking family time and their time. But they obviously adore y'all and appreciate what you're doing for us and for the world and they understand your mission and that's a, that's a really nice thing that's and, and bernice would do that for gary it was a really nice thing to have the support of your families because like i said y'all take a lot of time with us we well you know for, from my perspective if i don't do this work i get grumpy this is this is what this yeah. is what yeah. lights me up this this is what gets me right. going it's and, my passion. Uh, exactly. exactly. If I if I can jump in and and say that, you know, Don, I I, I think you're 100 percent correct in the sacrifices that the families of, of both Jim and MJ give to them to do these calls. But I tell you, it's a it's a blessing for us because we can get right turn right around and help our families with what Amen. we want. and as the head of the household. You know, I, I've, and I say that figuratively, <laughs> don't want my wife to hear that, 
jokingly. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you know, it, it's That's my responsibility. Cool. It's my responsibility to convey what I've learned onto them. So um, it's, it's so much those sacrifices that you that your families are doing is so beneficial to our families. So I just want to say oh, that. Wow. 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 Brother, I That's really do appreciate that. Bravo. Thank you, Gary. Because even well. when, when I started the Divine Mind group way back, and, uh, you know, Gary, Gary the, uh, Hickman, he since went to meet the man upstairs. I say man, but you know what I'm talking about, the creator. And, uh, you know, that's why we put this together to not only help our fellow man and not to give him a, a line of BS, but to give him as much truth as we could give him and, and you know, to share with them. And then in return, they share with us. You know, because it tells us to come let us reason together and grow together. Yeah. And, you know, that we overcome that adversarial mind by the words of our testimony. You know, what the Creator's done for each and every one of us. When I hear y'all testimonies, it blesses me in so, so many ways that, you know, it, it's real. It's not just something people are saying. You know what I mean? It, it's our lives, what, how we walk with that eternal creator all. And to me, that's that uh, I can't even find words to say a lot of times because it's so precious and so true to me that, you know, uh, I just don't I, don't, I don't have words to say, but uh, it, it's everything. It is absolutely everything to me. And when I hear you or Donna or Michael or, or you know, Gil and the others on here, Noble Truth and them, when y'all, you know, come on and y'all share, it just blesses my heart so immensely. I mean, that's what gives me the strength to press on and to dig deeper and to really give it everything I got. You know, like it says, after we've done everything to do to stand, just to stand. And that's that's what I'm doing my best to do. Can and I, I say wanna... one more thing? Damn it. Yeah, I, brother, I go ahead. Thank you for saying that. But the great thing about it, and I don't know who else is on this call, but if you jump on late like I did, your, your um, replays go up so fast. I, I think... 30 minutes after you've ended it, it goes up so fast that, you know, the only bad thing about that is you don't have the live interaction, but people, if they've got that extra time during the evening or early in the morning, go to that replay. And it's, that's, that's what I plan to do after this call is to catch up. Cause I, I don't have a lot to do tomorrow. Um, but I can go back and listen to that immediately and see what I've, see what I've missed. So, um, I, I appreciate the fact that it's downloaded so fast that you can just pick up and listen to all the great messages. That, that's great, brother. Thank you for that. And I mean, you know, the call is getting out. I mean, I mean we have people in all, all Australia, New Zealand, even in Afghanistan, 
and even in Saudi Arabia. I mean, people are listening. And things are, I mean, Yava is doing a mighty, mighty work. You know, like it says, I must decrease, but he must increase. This must increase. You know what I mean? His wisdom, knowledge, and understanding going forward to mankind. Because the world's been lied to by a lot of people just for greed and gain. And it's time that, you know, that we stand up for the divine eternal truth. What was it, Elijah, that said he thought he was the only one? And he said, no, I have 7,000 or, or 700 or something, I think 7,000 that has not bowed their knee to Baal. Hmm. I mean, so, you know, I'm going to give it all I got as long as I can. And, you know, and I'm going to do my very best to keep this up here as long as I can. And sometimes they try to mess with me, but I got a son that's in computers and <laughs> believe me, uh, when I was doing work for Sam, I, I had it fixed where they had to call me in order to let my firewall down because <laughs> they couldn't even get in. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Well, guys, I, I um, can I, I'd like to read you one more Bible verse. And I just want to say this. Uh, when I came on this call, this, this, when it started, I was so tired. Literally, I, I could barely walk down the stairs. I was just, just sore, tired. And after two hours on this call, I'm amped up, man. I mean, I better get back to sleep. You know, so, I mean, I'm jacked up. But listen, I want you to hear this, man. Check out, check this out. Now listen to this verse. He said, "And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast. Remember, the beast mind. The beast is rising out of the sea. That's uh, all the potentials. Okay, and over his image." and over his mark, and over the number of his name, right? And stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, Ooh. saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Now listen. You got a name that's, that's placed under seal. The state placed your name under seal. Mama, Mama put it in trust. The trust was uh, was set up at birth, and it's under state seal, and they numbered that name. And they will dictate to that legal name, because that legal name is within, it's legal to a certain trust, which has already been set up. Now, but hold on a minute. With God, all things are possible. And if you have the courage to go into your prayer room and and to understand that you're rolling with Yadhe here, okay, um, you have the victory. You don't yeah. have to be subject to this, that, and the other that's coming down the pike. You say that the economy slowed down, not for you. You say you, you're afraid about putting food on the table. Well, lose that fear and go into your prayer room. See yourself and living in opulence. It's coming to you. It's coming. Yes. Just yes. sit back as a witness and watch it. Watch the hand move before you. It's coming. So, you know, remember, those that get the victory sing the song of Moses. I challenge you. Maybe, 
maybe next week, if you want, I'll go through the Song of Moses as it relates to the inner man, and we go through that. But And the Song of the Lamb. Why would they say, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty? Because Lord Amen. God Almighty is referring to El Shaddai. El Shaddai is the feminine side of the Godhead. Yes, okay? Shaddai, Shad from the breast, you yes. know, right? The double-breasted one. And uh, getting that milk, that wisdom, you know, and uh, and but great and marvelous are thy works, because we understand in Yad Hey Vav Hey, not by strength, not by I'll say it like it's right here, not by man's strength, not by man's wisdom, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. And so we we have that that courage to to know our God to to. Um, to go into our prayer closet and not live our lives uh, according to what some governor out here has said. Well, who gives a damn what some governor out here has said? I mean, you know, if he if this guy is part of the same corporate syndicalism, you know, he ain't got your best interest in mind. In fact, I, I'm a and Donna, don't take offense to this, but I'm about, about ready to tell y'all the real truth why the why the police are here. The police are not here to protect you individually. No, period. I can show you at least nine different court cases that make that painfully clear. All right, they are here to keep to keep the uh, to keep the um, the peace in the public trust. They're That's here exactly. to keep society from falling apart. And if if you if you think that they're there to come and protect you in your house and keep you safe, well, you're you're dead wrong. And and uh, you need to you need to realize that blood of the lamb better be on the lintels of your doors. Okay, you, you, we live in a time where how do they say it's time to to do your business or get off the pot? You know, I mean, it's time to. Giddy up, man! The, the horses are coming. I mean, you can hear them, bro. I mean, so it's like, you know, in Daniel, it tells us, chapter eleven, it said, "The people who do know their God shall stand and do marvelous works." Well, it's not them that are doing the works. It's just they have the the courage to stand and to pray and to realize that in God all things are possible. So they they overcome. They're over. They are overcoming. They are overcoming their name, the image of the beast, the number of their name, by and through um, their continual practicing in um, in God. I say in God, but more specifically in Yad Hey Vav Hey, in the understanding of I am that I am. Yes, and sir. That is the foundation forever and ever and ever. That is the name that is to all generations. I am. And you we're remember, not going to listen to these guys. Amen. Yes. You know what? You, you remember Joseph, you know, Joseph of many colors. Uh, when he stood before Pharaoh, when he when he gave the interpretation of the dream. Remember, they brought him forward to Pharaoh and they commanded yeah. him to kneel. They commanded him to kneel. He says, not so. I'll, he said, you know, it's death if you don't bow before Pharaoh he says I don't care he says I don't bow before no man only my creator and you know that's the kind of stand that we need to stand and when I came when the the creator showed me he gave me the words 
and uh, I normally didn't tell nobody this, but he gave me out of the book of Jeremiah when he said he called me to be a prophet. And, you know, he told me for me to open my mouth and he would fill it, not to be worried about what they were saying or what they would do. But when I tell them to tell them, thus saith Yahweh, and that's what I do. Not to hurt or harm anyone, but I'm doing my very best to straight, stay true to my creator and my God. And uh, and I just, I do that. And I think this is the first time that I ever mentioned that because I normally never told anybody. And, uh, yeah. but, you know, the bottom line is God is true and every man a liar. And when you were talking about that, it, that came to me about, you know, Jacob and when he stood before Pharaoh and they were trying to make him bow before the Pharaoh, which he was considered God back then to them. And yes. uh, he said, I don't care who he is. I ain't bowed down to no man. I'm, the only one I'm bowed down to is my God. <laughs> and, you know, he made it through because God was his ever-present help. He prepared the way. And that's the type of boldness and calm assurance we need to have when we come against, you know, the principalities and powers. You know, man thinks that they can just do anything they want to do to people. And that we're supposed to be afraid and bow down. And, you know, that's that's not true. You know, we need to stand. Uh, let's see. I, was just I love to that see. name. I was going to say I love that name, Noble Truth, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he said he was here. I was just... Um, maybe in and out, but I love that name. Yeah, because I looked at the chat. He says, I'm here, but uh, he hasn't said nothing. So I thought he was going to come on on the phone. Uh. But, brother, man, it's been fantastic what you brought forward tonight. And, uh, and, what Donna has said, and also Gary, and uh, you know, it's it, there. He comes. I think for noble truth has got you there. Noble truth. Noble truth. Wonder why he did that. Oh, I don't seem to be able to know. get. He can't get no audio, he says. Oh, I see. I see. But if yep. he's but if he's on the phone, Noble Truth, are you there? I think I think he's coming through the. Uh, he must be coming through the internet here because uh, he would have a uh, a phone number. Because see, it, it shows up as a computer screen. He would uh, show up yeah. at the phone if he was calling in. I say he. I don't know. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, earlier he, he was coming through, his, but I think he was typing. That's why he made that sound. If uh, he if he can hear me and he can unmute himself, he should be able to say something. 
And while we're waiting on him, did y'all read that where they sent that around? It was on the internet, but I've received it two or three times, but it's good. I don't, I haven't checked everything out, but about the 40 days during all this, what the 40 represents and how this thing worked out about the virus. Did y'all read that? I just wondered. Mm, I haven't even seen it. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to look for it. It's not that long and you would love it because it's definitely Gematria, whoever did this. Whoever did this did a great job. Like I said, I haven't looking for it. I just saw it. While I'm waiting on him, y'all can keep chatting. I saw it and then I lost it. I remember his uh, sentence. I'm going I, to... I saw that too. It was amazing. Was that not amazing? I've got yeah. to find it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to find it. Oh, here it is. But I'm waiting to see if Noble Truth's going to come in. I don't want to step on him. So he, I can wait a little bit. Well, he got back off. So, you know, as oh. far as the um, So go ahead, sis. Oh, I didn't want him to get off because of me. I was waiting. Um, this says, lockdown began on March 25th at midnight and now is extended through May 3rd. It's exactly 40 days from the 25th of March to the 3rd of May. Quarantine. The Latin root of the word quarantine is 40. How cool is that? I added that. So what does the Bible say about 40? The flood lasted 40 days. 40 years Moses fled Egypt. 40 days Moses stayed on Mount Sinai to receive the commandments. Exodus lasted 40 years. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Lent is 40 days. 40 days for a woman to rest after giving birth. A group of theologians think the number 40 represents change. It is the time of preparing a person or people to make a fundamental change. Something will happen after these 40 days. Just believe and pray. Please know that during this quarantine, rivers are cleaning up and vegetation's growing. The air is becoming cleaner because of less pollution. There is less theft and murder. Healing is happening. And most importantly, people are turning to God Almighty. The earth is at rest for the first time in many years and hearts are truly transforming. Remember, we are in the year 2020 and 20 and 20 equals 40. Cut and paste because it's from a friend. I like that. I haven't checked it all out, but hey, I like it. I thought that was cool. I just wanted to see if y'all had seen that. That is, that is pretty cool. And and if you yeah. look, that they've taken pictures of the smogged areas over the past mm-hmm. month, and you see how clear it was. Wow. Yeah, I wow. mean, it, I mean, it was like <laughs> daylight to dark. And uh, uh, if you remember Jim, remember Gary? I love Gary's analogies. They're very colorful. I could see them. He used to say the earth was going to shake us off her back if we didn't quit acting crazy, you know, like I could almost, he would say stuff about a turtle too, something about the turtle, but anyway, he would say, I could almost see the earth shaking, you know, because it's had enough of it. And I was like, wow, I wish he was here to, I just would like to hear what he would say right now. I can only imagine. Well, if we can learn to get along with the nature and not hurt and kill all the animals, and and pollute the skies and everything else like what's going on but i mean do things the way it's supposed to be done uh you know the earth is letting us know it you know we're hurting the earth that's why the volcanoes are going off and the earthquakes earthquakes because yeah that's why because man is messing with uh you know the uh Mother Nature. Mother Nature, yeah. And, and hey, it, tells you, and it, it tells you in the book of Genesis even, you know, the, the reason the, the earth, uh, what happened, 
in the earth, he says, because the thoughts of the evil, the minds of the people are evil continuously. That's why he destroyed mankind first time. You know, they they didn't pay attention. You you know why they I mean step on you but remember the remember when we were children I'm dating myself good lands I'm gonna be old okay remember whenever the Indian that commercial it was like a public service and the Indian would look out over the earth and just one single tear would go down his face when I was a child that just did something that was a poignant I mean that was a, they should bring that commercial back and it's still like that today because he would look out over landfills and over all this filth and whatever all it happened to be and just one single tear would roll down his face and he was such a powerful Indian and you just my heart just went like oh man even when I was a child I knew better yeah it's sad but that's okay like you said all things work together for the good if we let it I've learned a lot through this I'm trying to look at it like Gary said, like a reset and like just say opportunity rather than just the only part I have trouble with. And I know they have, may have different thoughts and there's reasons, but evidently it does rain on the just and unjust. I just get sad when I hear stories around me of people that got sick or died close to me now. I've never had that many of them like, like it's happening where we're at. And I, I just, I don't know, it just makes you... I can't imagine the people like Gary that had to go through wars and have that kind of carry that kind of burden for others where you couldn't do anything to help them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'd like to talk to him and say, how do you carry that? Because he had a really a burden all his life for that kind of thing, what he went through in Vietnam. And I can't even imagine. And I just think about the first responders that are in it and the doctors and nurses. I mean, I just, my heart, all we can do is really pray and try to teach and pray. Mm -hmm. but, but like I said then it's always bittersweet because there's good that comes out too well there's a um, reason there's a reason I'm for not, the there's a reason mm -hmm. for the uh, what do you call oh. it us being uh, you know sequestered or whatever you want to call it uh, in the in our homes and stuff like that because of the virus but if you stop and think the virus is not as bad as they're trying to say it is you know because most people's had the, the virus well they didn't even know that they had it you know right. and, and the numbers that they said that the, of the people that died and things like that that is that ain't even correct either the numbers are not correct they were Absolutely. Right. Any and any and everybody that checked out of here, they put on their COVID nineteen, and the doctors come back because they they even received letters from people say that's what they wanted them to put on there, and he says he's never done that and never going to start, and he said if they died of pneumonia that's what it's going to be if they died of kidney failure that's what it's going it's not going to be COVID nineteen. So the numbers are not correct. I know they quit putting down regular flu too, and um, it's almost like all of a sudden nobody died from the regular flu. Give me a break. I know it's it's sad. Well, there's certain there's certain things going on. There's certain things going on right now that uh, you know that the country's under a state of emergency, right? All fifty states have signed on to it and uh, 
there's things going on that that are going to be for the good of the american people but uh whether you're republican or democrat yeah i mean they're both of the same party you could say to a certain extent but uh there's some things there's some there's some changes happening and um well, I don't know if I want to say it on here because I don't know how people feel about certain things. But, I mean, you you know, you've heard of what they call Pizzagate and stuff, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Sure have. Well, 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 there's been some major things happening. And I know that they've recovered over uh, fifty to 70,000 children so far. That's just that's just here in America, and uh, and they're continually going after them. You know the ships that they have, the the ships that they have, one on the west coast and one on the east coast. Those are not those are not for COVID nineteen patients. Those are for those children that are they're getting out from those underground tunnels. Praise the Lord, they're getting them out. Thank God. Well, and you saw them burying certain people on the island. Those are not COVID-19 patients. Those are are the the children that were abused and killed. And also the the other ones that were sacrificed. That's why they say they don't have, they don't know who their parents are or where they come from. They're letting you know what's really going on without, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. White Wolf and I I talked about these things a long time ago, but now it's actually, it's actually coming to pass. I'll be glad when people are in jail. I hope they're in jail soon. I, I think, you know, Trump said the other day about talking with the so-called experts saying that sunlight will disinfect, and, and, and kind of an analogy there is the, is the light going to uncover a lot that's, that's going on right now, and uh, it, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. It's going to be, they're going to pivot, and they're going to you know, move the goalposts, and they're going to say this and that. They're always going to manipulate but I, I have to share this with you. My my son, he's he's 14. He's he's got a, a girlfriend, quote unquote, um, and he rode bikes with her today. And I went over to pick him up at his friend's house and uh, met uh, the girl's father, who works for a major major insurance company. And he works in analytics. And we we were talking, and it's it's funny how you said this, Jim. He said it's amazing. They asked him to do some run some numbers on the COVID. Brother, I know where you're coming from. At one at one point in time, you know, I worked for Uncle Sam, but no longer do and never want to again. But I'm just just telling you, there's things that people have no clue, and if you tried to tell them. They think it would be something out of a sci-fi movie. I mean, they just, you know, 
they just don't really understand what's been going on. And a lot of people like that Tom Hanks and all that and his wife and all that. Uh, he's part of all that there, you know, the national parks, the kids coming up missing. There, It goes deeper than people think. That's why, uh, I mean, you know, there's more going on than people could even fathom. And you, you know that Weinstein, you know, he's in jail. But he gave, he also, when he went to jail, he had a book. And I think it's, uh, I don't know if you can get it nowadays or not, but he had it. And, um, and it explained a lot of things, what this here, uh, what the author put out there back in, I think it was the 60s or early 70s. I mean, of what was going on, and a lot of people got in trouble back then. But, I mean, by him doing that and having the book that he had, that was a sign that he's going to spill the beans on a lot of things. Yeah, I Even think it's, I think it's one spider web that uh, hopefully it will, uh, it, the, the light will shine on it and we'll, we'll find out right. what's going on. And that's, that's the hope and that's, that's what I continue to pray for is the truth and the truth ultimately comes and it's up to people whether they want to accept that or not. But getting back to what I was saying, uh, I don't know if I got cut off or not, but, but it was amazing to see that the diff the different types of uh, the deaths were not being, uh, were not even close to what they were last year or the year before heart attacks, strokes and whatnot. So, you know, they're pegging it to something different and, yeah, I think it will all come out in the wash. I'm a firm believer it will all come out, but how is it going to be interpreted by people who are truly seeking the truth is going to remain to be seen right now. Okay, but it's just like with the COVID-19 that everybody's talking about. They're looking for, a, a, you know, a vaccine. Trump told them what the vaccine was. It's that hydroxychloroquine with the zinc and they've tested it everyone that was in serious i mean on ventilators and everything within an hour to four hours they were totally cured but the so-called so media just keeps putting out the negative that's jim 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 you're hitting on it jim i keep going you remember horseshack and that show that used to come on that goes ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. i'm going i'm going i know however you do it it's like ooh, mr carter ooh, ooh. okay i just gotta say this because you brought it right open the door oh my goodness they have two black congress people i think they're both congress a lady and a man gentlemen that both were cured using the covid with the zinc because it opens it up and the zinc goes right in there and it's gone and then they give you the erythromycin cpac whatever just to pick up the inflammation it doesn't help the virus but it's like a cocktail it's working they've been fighting trump over this it's working so they did a wonderful thing they thanked him for pushing that they didn't do it trying to they just simply did what a person should do i would do it if the other side helped me they were nice they said thank you for helping us it saved our life they're being censored the woman they're really going after her she was just horrified they're going to try to censor her they do those weird things in congress the man he was going to step down they they railroaded him 
And the people out cried, praise God Almighty. The people said, no, don't you step down. So he came back. He goes, I'm not going to step down because he said, I felt the love and the people. So they're upset right now because the truth is coming out. We just need to pray and visualize it coming out. We need to visualize everybody okay and back, you know, right. And we just need, like you said, we need to visualize. So, wow, that's awesome. This is hey, Donna, Donna, there's Go a ahead. reason behind that. And I, I work in the pharma industry is hydroxychloroquine yeah. and Zithromax are generics. You can get right. them so cheap. Big pharma makes yeah, no money on generics. Exactly. So they're pushing the Gilead. They're pushing the Gilead drug. They're pushing the J&J drug. They're pushing the Pfizer drug. These are these are drugs that they can charge $1,000 a month for. Yeah. Okay. They, can't, they, they make no money on these generics. None. That's right. You're right. You're right. Started so I there, think, I think there's a lot of people in cahoots. There's a lot of people in cahoots. Oh, yeah, this is a deep. <laughs> oh, Lord, I must say, as I said, this is deep. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, there are certain things that that's why I got to watch what I say. I mean, because I know a lot of things, and believe me, I want to tell everybody. But, you know, uh, a loose tongue can get you in trouble. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I have faith in God and I have belief, but, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to be a foolish man. Mm-mm. I mean, because there's things that, uh, you know, maybe on a private call or something like that, or, you know, certain things can be said and done, but. There's just a lot of things that's going on. I think if, you know, if people just need to be patient a little longer, we need, people are starting to get back, people are starting to get back out there. And the, how can I put it? You know, if you, they, if you wash your hands all the time and you wear a mask, if you have to be around people or closer to people, you don't have to wear it all the time, you know, only when you're in close, you know, like if hypothetically you went to a restaurant or a McDonald's or somewhere and you have to be in a line, you know, just put the mask on. That way, if you coughed or they coughed, it, you know, you don't well, have Jim, to worry I think about they've, it. they've got so many people scared. I drive down the road and see people driving in their cars by themselves with their masks on. And I think there's such a fear that's, that's been put out there. And, and, and the thing that I have to watch is I want to be aware. I want to know what's going on, but I got to be careful. I don't get caught up in that same crap that I'm hearing all the time, you know? So it's one yeah. thing that what I have to discipline myself in doing is say, listen, be aware, but don't get caught up in all that crap. And that falls back to the carnality of, of everything and it's it's human nature to get caught up in the hysteria and listen to the p- different people in my this is my opinion just listen to the different people talk about things and i want to be aware of it but you know in the back of my mind i'm thinking i, I there's a bubble there's a bubble on me there's a bubble on me and amen. i want to be aware and i want to tell people they can do that same thing amen but they have to and they have to have that foundation they have to because if you if you were to say something like that to them they'd look at us like we're nuts 
but well, they, 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 <laughs> they yeah. think that so, I am anyway. But at the same time, <laughs> the they say But those are the very <laughs> people, those are the very people that come back and ask me to pray for them, and they get healed. And yep. all I'm saying, I so like I asked some of my friends. I told this before on the call. Uh, you know, because they were saying those things. Well, he's out there. He's crazy. He's insane. And then they come over and ask me to pray for him. I said, well, I'll pray for you, but I could ask you a question first. Why do you want a crazy and insane person praying for you? <laughs> and, you know, of course, they, they're like, uh, uh, well, I'm just letting them know that it got back to me. And they said, well, well, God answers your prayers. I said, well, don't he answer yours? Well, well, not like he does yours. It happens. To me. <laughs> I said, then you might not be praying to the yeah. same God that I am, you know. <laughs> but I was trying to get them to see, you know, what I'm, you know, that, hey, God is no respecter of persons, dudes. If you really trust in the absolute, absoluteness of the divine creator, like it says, there is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I always say this all the time. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no pestilence that can come near me or my dwelling. And I, I'd also say this. God can't be sick. Therefore, I can't be sick either. Because <laughs> I and the Father are one and the same. Because in actuality, in actuality, we are the creator having an experience in this three-dimensional world. We can't be separated from God if we wanted to. And even the one that they're calling Jesus told the apostle Peter, and when he come and asked him, he says, Lord, if the wicked and ungodly are barely going to make it in, you know, what's going to happen to the ones that don't even pay any attention at all? He told him, Peter, listen to me. He said, none are going to be lost. Absolutely none. But you can't tell them that. So what are you, what are they going to do with that? What are they going to do with that part of it? They don't know how to react to it. Now, if you normally go out there and keep doing wrong, you're going to pay big time for it. It says, "He that knows to do good and don't do it, the same as sin." In other words, you're deliberately going against what he's saying. Not knowing is one thing, and that's bad enough. But absolutely knowing it and doing it. That's a whole different story. But there's just so much there. Like I tell people, uh, I said, I'm not going to pick and choose uh, verses out of the Bible or certain paragraphs. I said, because the scripture says if we're guilty of one point of it, just one, we're guilty of the whole thing. So I got to make pretty darn sure that I walk that walk and that I talk that talk, and that I do exactly what it says to do. 
And, uh, you know, I'm not here to tell anybody they have to believe anything I say. I just hope that when I do tell them something, that I spark something within them to cause them to go look and see for themselves. Because the bottom line is they're going to believe their self before they will anyone else. Well, I, and, that's what I learned. As you, 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 get, you get a little salty with people who ask you to pray for them, but you do it in a cordial way to stimulate them to think about what they're able to do if they wish to do it. And that's, that's what I like about what this program brings is it helps to create different mindsets. And truly, what is, what, what is the great thing to do in, in getting into that spirituality where other people don't, haven't been taught that? And there's a lot of people who've never been presented, like myself, in early years, what the gift is. It, it, it came to me late in life, and it's a gift. And, and I think what you're doing is promoting that with each individual who comes to you, and you're, you're pushing back a little bit, saying, how come you think I can do it and you can't? So I think, I think it's great. And I learned from you and everyone there. I said, by no means am I any better or think I'm any better. I said, I put my pants on one leg at a time and my shirt on one sleeve at a time. You know, I said, I'm just like everyone else. But from a young age, I purposed within myself that when I found out there was a God that I was going to give it everything I got. Come hell or high water, I was going to, you know what I'm saying? I, I was going to, to me, that is my greatest love. I love my wife and my children and my grandchildren. But that divine knowledge and truth of the ever-living creator is my first love. And all my friends and a lot of people I know, they like they tell me all the time, Jim, don't you don't want to talk about anything else. Everything that you do is God, 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 more God. I said, well, I talk about different things, but that is my passion. I take that very seriously, Amen. and I don't. Yeah. I try not to push it on anybody. And if it feels that way to any of y'all at any time, please tell me, because that is not yeah. my intention. Because I'm only coming from my perspective and what I've studied over the past sixty years. And, you know, I'm just one among a thousand, just like everybody out there. I, there's, I, there's no difference in me and you and anyone else. And the ones that think there's, that they're greater or better, something's wrong. That's what these ministers are doing to the people nowadays. Yep. You know, you, I, they're, they're telling the people, I'm your shepherd and you're my flock. I said, first of all, because, I mean, believe me, I, a friend of mine asked me to go to church with him one day. And I went and the, the, when I got in there, I had a mustache and I had a little bit of long hair at that time. I got longer hair now, <laughs> but uh, the thing is that when I went in there, he called the whole church assembly down to the altar to pray the devil out of the church. And I was over to the side in one of the pews out of everybody's way, just worshiping the Lord. He kept them two hours. And after that, he asked the guy that asked me to, you know, come to church to meet with him in the office. And I went in there. 
He told me, I'd appreciate it if you never come back here ever again. I said, well, that's fine. I won't. I said, first of all, one of your members asked me to come. That's why I came. And I said, I haven't said nothing to anyone here at all. But while I was in there worshiping, before I met with the minister, the people would come over and tap me on the shoulder. And they said, brother, the Lord told me to have you lay hands on me. And uh, so I'd reach out and I would touch them. They'd fall out in the spirit. I mean, just, I may smack their head against the pews and everything else. They were never hurt. You know, they saw the move of God in there. And, and I think that made them mad. It's not that I'm anything special. I'm not. I'm just obedient to the voice of the Almighty. And believe me, I, oh, Hamashiach, I, I, with everything in me, I want to listen and hear that divine voice and to walk in his perfect ways and to do my very best. And I haven't been back since. And there's a lot of things that go on all the time. And people ask me, well, Jim, how do you know? How did you know these things? And I've told some of them five or six years before it ever happened. But now they're seeing it's happened, and they, they call my phone all the time. Jim, what else is going on? What's going to happen? And I, you know, I don't, I'm not here to, frighten anybody or scare anybody or anything like that I said but when something's shown to me I share it I'm not going to hold something that Yahweh has shown me what's good for me is good for others now whether they can handle it or whether they can't that's their problem that ain't mine the creator says for me to tell them and that's what I do I'm not looking to see if if they're strong enough to handle it, or if they're not, God knows. And, uh, you know, everybody's got this concept, well, maybe they're not at the place you're at, or maybe they can't handle it. If they can't handle it, I would have never crossed their path. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't believe in chances or coincidences. There's a purpose for everything under the sun. And I believe that the divine creator has us all here to do our part. And like like I was telling Mike on him, I think a few calls back, that you know, I listen to everybody on here, but somebody could have one or two words. I think it was Gil said something. And it, it just like a light bulb went off. I mean, because I was thinking about certain things and I was, you know, doing my best to get it all straight. And then he said a couple of things that it just like, wow, I got it now. You know, that's the piece that I needed. And it, it made a broader picture. You know what I'm saying? That I could see it in a clearer sense. And uh, because I'm always checking, checking and rechecking myself because I want to know. And, uh, and, I, and I told him, thank you for that there because the reason why is because it takes, I don't have all the answers. And God says that, you know, 
that he would send us when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And at that time, it happened to be Gil because he said a couple of words that really made so much sense to me. It gave me a broader understanding. And also Donna's done that and you have done that. And Michael Joseph's done that several times. And, you know, I'm so grateful and thankful. By no means do I ever think that I know it all and I have it all because I don't. I learn from y'all every time I'm on this call. And hopefully y'all pick up a little bits and pieces from me. I mean, but it takes all of us as a unit to come together to get the broader picture there so that we can move forward in truth and in love. And I don't mean to keep talking all the time, but brothers, you know, I'm just saying what's on my heart. Hey man, it's great. It's great. I've been mute, I've been muted out here uh, for a while listening to you guys, Aww. and um, and um, that's great. M- I mean, I think hey. it's, yeah. MJ, I wanted to tell you. <laughs> there's a saying. I feel a song coming on, but I don't really feel one coming <laughs> on. But I went. I went. <laughs> there was some saying. I don't know if that was a player. What would they say? I feel a song coming. All right. I just had to add a song in it real quick because I've been thinking about this right. the last few. No, I'm not going to sing anything. Hello, no way. But what I'm saying is, you know how you always have a song? <laughs> no. You know how you always have a song receiver? You bring up music. I thought about you this week because I'm very, very selective about music. Steve says I'm a music snob at this age. It may be an age thing. Now I know why older parents go, turn it off. It can be the wrong frequency, I think. I think, it, you know, I don't know what happened to me, but when I come in from teaching all these children and I've been out in the world, as the Pentecost say, and I'm just tired, when I come in, sometimes I just like kind of solitude for a little bit. And sometimes Steve will have something on and I go, oh, what is that? Turn it off like I'm old. You know? <laughs> I go, turn it off. It, some Certain songs, I'm just, so this week, I don't even put music on as much because sometimes I'm, if I'm cooking, I put YouTube on, I start learning about things. And I thought, where did I get like this? I love music. What's wrong with me? And my MJ, you've inspired me because I like the ones you're bringing up. I really, really like them. And I think, oh, that's awesome. It reminds me of when music was really cool, you know. So I thought, yeah. I'm going back. I, look, it's something about those old ones, see. It brings you back to a better time, a better space. You can't help but feel good. I mean, even all those, I thought about that song. You remember that song, Sign, Sign, Everywhere It's Sign, you know, mm-hmm. about the preacher. Okay, see, I started just, after you opened that gate, I've just been thinking after, my parents had a skating rink. And so we had 45s at that time. Boy, this is really making me old. But we had two turntables with 45s, and every week I got the fun joy as a child to go and pick out all these top 40 45s, and we would play them. So I have, I have boatloads of them still if I could get an old record player I'd be in heaven I've got them still just I mean hundreds and hundreds of them but at any rate you started making me think of music that I liked and I go it's not me it's just I don't like some of this modern music I just don't some of it's okay so I got to thinking what would make me feel good oh I'm just gonna make y'all think I'm corny go ahead I put on John Denver the greatest of John Denver oh yeah I used to love him, y'all. I adored him. I don't know why I resonated with him. Maybe because I always wanted to move to 
to Colorado. Maybe maybe because I like the mountains, and maybe because I had a Jeep and I had a, a St. Bernard, and I always fantasized I was going to go to Colorado like he did. I was going to live in the mountains. That didn't happen. But at any rate, that visualization wasn't strong enough or something. But basically, when I put that on, I just almost started weeping because it just brought mm-hmm. me. I knew every song. I knew every word, even after all these years. There wasn't a song, even the obscure ones. I knew every word. It put me in a whole different, he can do that. He can, he's almost bittersweet with it because talk about the earth, and you talk about all the things. He was such a lover of the earth. And I don't know, that's just when I was really healthy. And I, I think that's why I got into natural stuff. I was just like some little earth chick person. I don't know because of him. And so anyway, I just thought about you, and I thought, Man, check out some John Bill. <laughs> he was just, I mean, it's just bittersweet. It's beautiful, beautiful music. It's just spiritual. I don't know how to explain it any other way. But it's I it's about very it. spiritual. It's very it's spiritual. Very- and just understand that he's using, he's using those places for, to mm-hmm. symbolize spiritual things in his song, right? By the way, yeah. I, I have a song for you tonight. I did pick out a song yeah. for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, Elton John's. Um, do you know the song um, "Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters" by um, Elton John? Do you know that one? I know that thing. I sure. He says, and I'm now I know. Right. right. Remember, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, sons of bankers, sons of lawyers. You know that song, right? Yeah, yeah, I recognize it, yeah. Okay, check it out. Three, three, three stanzas, and, and I'll, I'll walk it through. So he says, he says, he goes, and now I know, he says, Spanish, I'm going to read it. Spanish Harlem is not just pretty words to say. He says, he says, I thought I knew. But now I know that rose trees never grow in New York City. I say so oh, wow. in New York City as like the rose is, you know, the 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 rose of Sharon. It blossoms in the desert. He's using New York City as a metaphor, as the the base floor of of the basest of the base. Nothing grows there, right? All right. Mm. He says, until you've seen the trash, can can dream come true you stand on the edge while people run you through in other words mm. you ain't got that seal of god in your forehead you're subject to somebody else's prayer right? wow. you're just standing on the sidelines you don't have a choice you see you don't have a will yet because you you don't know that you can do something about it and he says and i he says and i thank the lord there are people out there like you i thank the lord there's people out there he says, and then, and then he says, while Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, sons of bankers, sons of lawyers, turn around and say good morning to the night. Okay, say, so look look at that. They turn around. They're repenting. And they're saying uh, good morning to the night. The dawn is arising, y'all. You see, Jesus always shows up at the dawn. He says, children, have you got any meat? Right? The night's the time of victory. He says, for unless they see the sky, but they can't, and that is why. They know not now if it's dark outside or light. That's awesome lyrics. Oh, it's great. It's great. And you start to, 
when you start to hear it, they couldn't sell it to you if they're not selling it on this fractal. It's speaking mm-hmm. past your objective mind. It's speaking into your uh, your subjective mind. That why that when you hear it, but you're not quite sure what you've heard, right? That's right. <laughs> Mona Lisa's the Mad Hatters, you know, the Mad Hatter, right? <laughs> he just talks about the carnal mind, right? And he says, because they the cannot word. see the sky, look up. You see, with your face is down towards the ground, you're looking into base consciousness. You're looking into um, the desert floor of flesh consciousness. He hmm. says, look up, look wow. up in the spirit, you know. He says, but they can't, and that is why they they know not not they know not if it's dark outside or light. They don't know. All they can tell is what their leaders tell them. That's it. Wow, yeah. wow, that's good, Lily. Woo, that's a good one. You did good to think about. I don't know. It just came to me about this. Uh, this. By the way, t- tonight's deal. I had I have worked. I mean, just. Steady work this week. I mean, just like I mean, literally from like six o'clock to well, about ten o'clock every every, every day in this weekend. Just worked, worked, work. I'm so sore I can barely move. But um, <laughs> but I didn't know what I was going to talk about tonight. And Kim said, "Are you even going to do the call? Are you too tired?" I said, "Yeah, I, I'm. I'm doing the call." And um, I sat down in about five minutes before I called in. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do Revelation 12. <laughs> and and I totally agree with what Jim just said. I used to be I used to feel that way, Jim, that um that maybe people weren't ready to hear, but there I am judging other people and I'm judging the situation. Okay. If they weren't ready to hear it, then we're not crossing paths because the teacher does not appear until the student is ready. And so therefore they are they're uh, vibrating at a frequency now here's the interesting thing: is the the master uh, Yahushua, uh, the Messiah, he never led with a claim; he always led with the question. And I that think that's sure the way to do it. Is uh, is because you you stir up the gray matter, you make people think, you know, and and uh, you can really dig deep with questions. You can dig, you can plow the field a lot quicker with questions than you can with claims, you know. Well, if you stop and take a look at people, even children from when they're small, uh, they're, they're, when you go to school, the teacher's putting things out and you're always answering those questions. I mean, you're studying those questions and you're, you're giving your answer to them. You know, that's how they grade you on it, whether you got it right or wrong. But they're 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 deliberately setting you up to fail, even though they pass you through from one to twelve. You know, they got their own guidelines of what they're gonna do. But but like you said before, you get up there, they're not gonna teach you how to do bookkeeping and everything else to really make a living and how you can make a living for yourself without having to work for someone else. They're setting it up to where you will work continuously for someone all your life that way no one no one sees what they were originally doing from the beginning they set it up and it passes from this one to that one to that one to that one that you know as you go 
and no one ever sees, even though it's all out in the open, but they didn't teach you those avenues to go down, except as if you run across somebody that has and you happen to grasp it and you're able to get out of that mindset and also to be able to, you know, move up, so to speak, from where you were before. And there's a reason for everyone, you know, like I say, I did certain things most of my life and someone come along and I thought, what the heck these people know? Come come to find out, they knew a whole lot. And when I decided to listen, I got out of the rut that I was in and was able to see above water, you know, and climb the ladder, so to speak. And that's what it takes. Always be ready to listen and slow to speak. And I think hey guys, the there's, side... there's a, um, I'm sorry, Jim. I've got to, I've, I wanted to share one more stanza of that song and then I've got to go guys. I just, uh, my daughter just came in and I've got to do something here. But, uh, the last stanza of that song is something that I feel in my heart about you, you folks here. It says oh. the subway's no, it says the subway's no way for a good man to go down. He said a rich man can ride and a hobo he can drown. And I thank the Lord for the people I have found. And I thank the Lord for the people I have found. Oh, wow. Amen. So you guys are in my life. And I thank every one of you, you know, that are, uh, you know, on the call now and those that are coming to the call. You're you're in my circle. And um, I thank you. Thank the Lord for all of you. So I I feel that. I really do. Um, I know. Back to you, brother. Back to you. Amen. Same way. Same way. Well, Lord bless y'all. Shalom. Y'all have a great week. Uh, I'm sorry, but I've got to jump off here. Uh, My daughter just came in, and I got to I got to go help her with something here. So that's awesome. Thank you. I understand, brother. Yava bless you. Keep you in perfect divine health. You and your family, and may all your dreams come true. That are good, good, and very good. And each and every day and each and every way, the blessings of the Almighty follows your footsteps. Thank you. I accept that. I appreciate that. You guys have a wonderful week, and I look forward to our next getting together. Thank you. Thank you. Well, folks, that that prayer that I said, it was meant for everyone. You know, it was Michael and everyone on the call because – you know, it tells us to look up for our redemption draweth nigh. And, you know, when we look up, we can hold our head high and we can see where we're going and know that our God lives within us. And, that, you know, if he's for me, who can be against me? You know, and, you know, that's what it's all about. Does anyone have anything to say before I get off here? Okay, with that, uh, may y'all bless y'all and keep y'all till next week. Well, each and every day and each and every way. But with that, shalom, prosper, being perfect, divine health. I'm going to end the call. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, sister. We love you now. Shalom. Love you all.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.